is Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily with Andrew Hustler-Patterson and Michael Remus. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Andrew Patterson, Michael Remus with you. Going to be another fun one coming off of a... Oh, another business-like victory for your Winnipeg Jets. A 5-0 win. Connor Hellebuck getting the shutout. And the best defensive record in the National Hockey League got even better last night at Canada Life Centre. Lots to talk about today. I I will say this right off the bat. We had hoped to have Rucker McGrory on the program today. However, I'm not sure whether our times got crossed up a little bit, but he's in class so we're actually going to catch up with him a little later on today, but we will have Rutger uh, tomorrow or Friday on the program. Stay tuned as well. As as he was described yesterday at Canada Life Centre, international influencer Chuck Hellebuck. Find out a little bit more about what it was like behind the scenes on that dad's trip and uh, how much fun it is watching number one son be the number one goaltender in the NHL for the number one team in the NHL. Man, that sounds wild, just saying. But that's that's where we're living right now, folks. Top of the mountain in the National Hockey League. Um, Sean Reynolds, uh, Rennie's helping us out big time uh, because they said we had planned to have Rutger on early, uh, earlier, but uh, Rendog's going to come on. We'll uh, chop it up with him. Uh, Murata Tesh a little bit later on. We've got plenty coming out of last night's game as well. And again, looking ahead to tomorrow, for the Chicago Blackhawks visit, or what's left of the Chicago Blackhawks. But the Hawks last night, actually, pretty impressive. Now, I know the Oilers had a couple of goals that were disallowed, including an offside <laughs> offside review that went on seemingly forever. Connor McDavid wasn't too pleased about it. But they held the Oilers to 15 shots last night, which is the lowest in forever for Edmonton. Um, so we'll be all over that as well. But uh, let's face it, the big story around town is the Winnipeg Jets, although a pretty interesting tweet from one Brady Oliveira that I think we're going to need to get to as well here on the program. Shout out to everybody in chat. Man, these shows lately have been absolutely massive. We appreciate all of you joining us on a daily basis and a big welcome to everyone that's maybe been sniffing around looking for more on the NHL's top team that's found us here at Winnipeg Sports Talk. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast as well. If you're with us on YouTube, it's uh, uploaded right after the show each and every day in time for your drive home. And uh, obviously got a big chance to speak to uh, to uh, thank our sponsors. Uh, a quick note, though, if you are a Winnipeg business or are thinking about connecting with thousands of Winnipeg sports fans on a daily basis, I'm not sure there's ever been a better time to uh, get working with us here at WST. So if you do have some interest in talking to us about maybe coming on board as a sponsor, hit us up at winnipegsportstalk at gmail.com. Love to have some speaks with you offline about uh, coming on board and joining the WST family. I do want to thank the sponsors that have been with us for a long time, empowering the show every day, uh, including our friends at Cool Bet Canada, Canadian Club, Manitoba Battery, um, of course, the folks over at Modern Man Barbershop, Little Brown Jug, Royal Sports, Aikens Lake, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, Wallace & Wallace, F Apparel, Royal Sports, and of course, the gang down at Boston Pizza. But uh, man, we're already pushing 400 right when we press play on the program. The numbers keep getting bigger, and that's because the Winnipeg Jets just keep on winning. Now, let's get Michael Remus in here and uh, 
Remo, what uh, what a great night last night we had. Got to give a big shout out to our pal Lucas, who is our winner of the um, of the uh, the game night last night in that beautiful Play Now Lounge in those seats that generously donated by Mitch and the gang over at Ticketmaster. Really helped us uh, boost up that donation to the Christmas cheer board. Um, but uh, we were living in the lap of luxury. We were eating some great food and watching the best team in the league do it again and even better, a Connor Hellebuck shutout. Yeah, what a game yesterday and what a game to go to. 5 nothing. Uh, the Barnes Rock and they were even doing the wave, which you were reluctantly taking part in. I wasn't. And you know what? The wave kind of was getting going. And just a quick wave note, not that we need to belabor this. No. Uh, that was the go zone for the wave. I mean, you're up 5 nothing. you know, late in the third period. Like, I don't know, but 12 minutes left. Again, a little early for my liking. But if you're up four or five goals, I mean, that is the wave go zone. So have at her. Mm-hmm. Although a personal plea, we've already ruined one Hellebuck shutout this year by premature waving. I think that if the other team hasn't scored, I think maybe we hold off on the wave oh. until the last possible minute. Uh, because Hellebuck deserves all the positive vibes going towards keeping the puck out of the net. Uh, not that he really needs it right now with the way that he's playing. So uh, wave away. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was a fun one last night. It started off with Brendan Dillon, and uh, the Jets never really looked back. Two from Cole Perfetti. And a, a special thank you to Gabriel Velarde, who popped in that one late, which helped us cash our WST parlay. 17 straight games where the Jets opponents team total has in regulation has ended other uh, under two and a half. That, to be honest, might be even more incredible than the 30 straight games this team has played without allowing four goals. Yeah, well, here, I'm going to play this clip of Paul Edmonds giving you a shout out for starting the wave. But the, <laughs> the stats coming out of this game from the Jets are someone wrote in chat video game numbers like are we living in reality where the winnipeg jets are first place in the nhl uh, for consecutive days not just like a one-day thing where they get knocked off uh, i mean second in the nhl home record 15 5 and 2 so if you are going out to games more likely than not you're going to see a w undefeated against the western conference 11 and 3 this is their seventh straight win franchise or did you say the western conference you mean the eastern east conference. eastern conference my bad did i and then uh 20th win of the season when leading after two has 21 and one. Uh, so that's 20 1 1. 13 game point streak, franchise record 11 0 2. 30th straight game of three or fewer. Have our eye on the modern record 35. Although, like the goals per game is much higher than it even was when the Wild had that 35. So this is more impressive, I would think. And shocker when you're only giving up. You know, three or fewer. When you score four or more, you're undefeated. And, yeah, two. that's two or fewer now for the 10th straight and 5th straight home win. The Jets are absolutely rolling. And just when you think there's going to be some slowdown first game after a road trip or last game on the dad's trip after you went golfing and played six games in nine days, none of that stuff here. Hustler, <laughs> they're just business at work, keeping it consistent, sticking to the process. And they're certainly getting the results. Uh, well, the results are there. And it's it's resulting in fans being so confident about these wins that the wave is sometimes starting a little early. I, it, some people did say they were trying to get it going in the second period. And that's a, that's a wake up, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> copyright Ken Weeb. 
Uh, but yeah, play this clip. But Edmund's having a little bit of fun with uh, my wave takes in the middle of the broadcast last night on uh, Jets Radio 680 CJOB. 403 remaining third period, 5 nothing Winnipeg, and they are starting the wave. And I'm thinking it might have been Hustler Patterson that initiated it. <laughs> Known lover of the wave. Certainly doesn't post about how much he loves it online all the time. <laughs> I would say that tongue firmly in cheek and very facetiously. Ah, <laughs> uh, shout out to Paulie and Mitch having a little fun with it last night. But uh, heck, it is fun. Winning is fun. The team is having fun right now, Remus. And um, listen, there's a whole bunch of things to talk about. There was a real scare, though, last night. Uh, Mark Shifley taking that puck in and around that ear area. And apparently, I guess, the, the uh, his protection had fallen off. Wasn't really sure about the details. Um, I, I mean, it looked like he was in some pain. And we saw him skating back to the dressing room. But between a couple texts and a couple people sitting around us, what happened to Brian Little was invoked. And that absolutely sent chills up my spine. Um, I will never, as long as I live, forget the sound of that shot that struck Brian Little that tragically ended his career um, as one of the best and most popular Winnipeg Jets. Um, so there was some real concern through the third period. Now, the Jets were running away with it. They certainly didn't need him to return to the game. Um, but there it was, Mark Shifley out with the team to celebrate afterwards, giving a massive sigh of relief amongst everybody in the building last night. Um, and I think alleviating much anxiety and much concern of Winnipeg Jet fans, probably his teammates as well. And uh, smiles all around, including 55, as they congratulated Connor Hellebuck on his second shutout of the season and another big win on home ice. Yeah, and coming into the game, I was looking at the numbers. I'm like, Hellebuck, he's only got one shutout this year? That seems low. He's due for one tonight. And shout out to people in chat who noticed, who uh, gave me a, a little pat on the on the back there for mention, mentioning that. And Hellebuck, a very solid game, 34th shutout of his career. But how about Cole Perfetti? I mean, if Hellebuck doesn't get the shutout, I would put him as the first star. Uh, two goals, 13 and 14. I still think he would have won the Calder last year if he would have stayed uh, healthy all season. Uh, Three-game goal streak, uh, his first multi-goal game of the year, and Ties a career high, three points in a game, and they even tried to get him that hat trick by putting him out late in the game, up five nothing. Wasn't quite uh, the Saints running in a touchdown uh, in victory <laughs> formation, but they did did have him him out there, and man, he's playing really well. And uh, that second line certainly getting a boost uh, with him, Nemestikov via follow, but Perfetti also getting uh, some power play time there uh, at the end. Uh, how about Gabe Velarde scoring to cashing the WST parlay? It's funny, we had on Mike Kelly, who said Gabe Velarde you know, certainly has a spot that he scores from to the left of the net, and he went to that spot and <laughs> cashed spot. in the fifth goal. He just parks himself at the side of the net and just taps it in. But, you know, Perfetti showed, you know, he showed he could score in multiple ways. You know, he had the, the great shot against uh, Arizona. He had that great shot yesterday. But he also, he's shown a couple times this year, he gets to the net at the right time and times it perfectly. Uh, Dylan Sandberg, his roommate, setting him up for a goal. And he's done that a couple times. You know, he's a, Pervetti's shown he's small, but look, he battled behind the net, setting up a, an assist, didn't, wasn't, didn't get officially credited over the weekend, but he saw that and he goes to the net and scores. I mean, he's a great player this year. I'm curious uh, where he ends up. And we're going to be having a big conversation 
pretty soon, Hassan. What's Cole Perfetti's next contract as he's coming out of the entry-level deal? He's got, um, yeah, he's an RFA after this season, huh? So he's going to go up from this ELC. I'm sure it's going to be a, a significant number. Well, nights, nights like last night will uh, will certainly help his cause because we know mm-hmm. when they get down to brass tacks, goals and assists are uh, are a big, big part of it. And he had two goals and he had an assist last night on that power play goal. And Adam Lowry got a power play assist last night moving into um, a spot on PP1 with Mark Shifley out getting some stitches and repair after he got dinged by that puck. Um, and it was funny, you mentioned Dylan Sandberg. I mean, beautiful, beautiful dish to uh, Perfetti for goal number two. Um, and you know things are going well for the Winnipeg Jets when you know that first one went in barely just over three minutes into the game. Um, Brendan Dillon trying to pass across to Mark Shifley it gets deflected and goes right into the net. And Brendan Dillon with his sixth of the season. Um, normally, I think all of his other five goals had come from pretty much the same spot at the uh, left point. Um, <laughs> not last night. Uh, right in, making a move to the net and uh, putting it uh, on the net or putting it towards the net and ending up in the net. So nice one for uh, for Brendan Dillon. Um you know, just quickly, you mentioned Velarde and Mike Kelly's work about, you know, where Velarde's been scoring his goals. If you had compared Velarde's last power play goal to this power play goal, and if you remember, uh, his last one was that beautiful pass by Nikolai Ehlers that found him. And I'm not sure the puck traveled more than six inches before going in on that play on the road trip. If you took, uh, like, if if Velarde's position on the ice was a circle and you put that circle down and then put the circle of where he scored last night, if it was a Venn diagram, those circles might literally be on top of each other. It might look a circle because it was the exact same spot. And uh, Velarde's got a nose for the net. He's got a great stick. Um, and I think the other members of that jet power play unit are understanding that if you can get the puck on the net or get to that area, 13's got a pretty good chance of putting it in. And he did that with his ninth of the year. Um, Very impressive when you consider how much time he missed after getting injured against his former club, the Kings, in the third game of the regular season. Yeah, here's the graphic from Mike Kelly. doesn't include last night's goal, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be where that cluster of goals is right next to the post. (laughs) Uh, average goal distance nine point one feet. I'm sure that's gonna that went down. And here's the one at the dot hus. Uh, you can't see it on the screen actually. That's where that sick backhand he had in. And yeah, I'm. I like this comment here from one bird in chat. Velarde is so good when the puck is in tight places by his body, the boards, his skate, very needed skills that I felt were missing the last few years. And I would agree. I mean, when he's near the net and the puck's near him, he can get it onto a stick and. And put it in the back of it. And he's done that a lot. And it was really perfect timing. He comes back. And, you know, Kyle Connor's hot. And now Kyle Connor's out. And Velarde is uh, certainly scoring a lot of goals. And, you know, I don't really want, you know, we're going to be talking about this trade for a long time. But you couldn't help but notice last night, Gabe Velarde is scoring for the first place Winnipeg Jets. Meanwhile, the guy he was traded for <laughs> is getting fourth line minutes in LA. Like it, everyone's talking about it. And, you're hearing his name mentioned in conjunction with uh, poor contracts like uh, Jonathan Huberto's. Uh, but right here, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the first well, place 
Winnipeg Jets, but it's hard, hard not to notice <laughs> the trade that has helped propel them to where they are in the standing. Let's let's talk about it for a minute. Um, <laughs> our buddy Dennis Bernstein tweeted out last night uh, before the game as the uh, Kings went at it with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, uh, oh, by the way, the Kings have now lost six games in a row. Um, here we are. Dennis, right off the bat. Whoops, I don't know how sometimes, somehow, uh, did I pull it up on this one? Yeah, here we are. So Dennis at the start of the game, not to panic anyone, but Lazotte looks to be the Kings 3C, Dubois centering the fourth line to start the game. That, of course, got plenty of people um, going back and forth. He said, I don't know if it's a great or a bad trade, if you want to define it as bad based on Velarde's 21 games in Winnipeg, because that's all you have to measure it, have at it. And then he did. he, did, he does say, a year ago, People were saying Byfield was a bust. Obviously, Byfield's having an awesome season. Uh, Dubois has to be way better, but the story hasn't been written. Here's the kicker. The concern I have is, is Dubois the LA Kings version of Huberto? I almost spit up my drink when I read that last night, Remo. I mean, if, if halfway into the season of a big trade that cost him a lot of capital to get the player there. They signed him to an eight-year extension at 8.5 AAV. His name is being invoked in the same sentence as Jonathan Huberdeau, who has really, unfortunately, for a star player in this league, turned into an anchor costing $10.5 million for the Calgary Flames with seven more years on the deal. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. I mean... Just not having to pay a guy that much gives the Jets more cap flexibility. We've talked about their depth all season long, and it'll be interesting what happens to the Kings, who got off to a quick start, Hustler, and as you mentioned, have kind of dropped off their play, and you wonder how it shakes out for them. But, uh, you know, I don't want to dwell on, you know, what someone's doing in L.A. because the Jets are off to an awesome start. You know, a number of players hitting career highs. Brendan Dillon's goal yesterday, his sixth, ties at a career high, and that's a guy who's going to be due for a new contract. But, again, every time, you know, Gabe Velarde scores and or one, you know, Alex Iafalo, who's prominently featured in the, what is it, beat the Winter Blues promo in the sunglasses, hard not to notice what's happening on. And a lot of people around the NHL are giving uh, Kevin Day off praise for his work. I see you reacting to something is it that Pete Carroll was fired? Is is that it? That's exactly what it is. Adam Schefter, nine minutes ago. This is just yeah. a quick little bit of breaking news. Adam Schefter reporting a shocker in Seattle. Pete Carroll is expected to be out as the Seahawks head coach. He could still remain in the organization, but not as the head coach. That is stunning. Stunning news for uh, the guy that has been being the leader for the Seahawks um, for just well over a decade right now, including those Super Bowl runs um, and really a season that was pretty darn good, came right down to the end. And they obviously didn't make it when the Packers did at the end of uh, the year. So um, some breaking news on there. Hey, speaking of coaches. Well, listen, we'll get, I do want to play a couple of clips from Pascal Vincent after the game, and Pascal knows this team very well. Uh, but 
had plenty of praise for what he saw from the Winnipeg Jets last night. Of course, tomorrow, Remo, the Jets are playing against the Chicago Blackhawks or what's left of them. And I mean, listen, they hung in there with Edmonton. I know Edmonton had a couple goals that weren't were disallowed, but 15 shots on net for the Oilers playing against the Blackhawks? That was somewhat stunning. Um, but the big news today, Connor Bedard underwent surgery for his fractured jaw, and he is out six to eight weeks, which um, I mean, certainly sucks for fans for tomorrow and fans around the league for the next six to eight weeks. I mean, that kid's worth the, the price of admission alone, and I know a lot of people picked up tickets to see uh, Bedard tomorrow night. The uh, good thing is, even though Bedard won't be there, if you have a ticket for tomorrow night's game, you're seeing the number one team in the National Hockey League. And, uh, of course, the Jets playing again on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. I was checking earlier. Still some good tickets for that. That that should be a great Saturday night. Um, would love to see that one full. I mean, we always say, oh, we need the weekend games. There's all sorts of things that people are saying, oh, what they want. Well, you got a first-place team in the league, and you've got – the Philadelphia Flyers in town. And, of course, that's that Filipino Heritage Night, too, which is always really cool. I mean, uh, great, great part of our city. Um, our friends in the uh, in the Filipino community. That was a big hit last year. They'll do it again. So, um, But the reason I bring up the Blackhawks right off the bat, Reem, and maybe we'll spend more time on this tomorrow with the team in town. Who the hell do they pick from that team to go to the All-Star game if it's not Connor Bedard? Yeah, um, I think that's the biggest question surrounding the Blackhawks now. They have the All-Star game. You have to have a player from each team, and their team is pretty bad. I mean, it's not. you look at their roster, you look at the, where they are in the standings, it's not going great, and Bedard, I'm certainly fine with him being an All-Star, 33 points in 39 games. Um, you know, if you had to pick one... Like, I guess Philip Kurashev, their next leading, he's got 23 points in 34 games. Um, I I don't know what else you would do. The, the, I mean, I guess if you wanted to send Kevin Korchinski, uh, another rookie, a rookie to replace a rookie, sort of as a sign of what's mm-hmm. to come for the Blackhawks, you could do that. Uh, anyway, that's going to be a little embarrassing for the league. Uh, and a tough spot for a guy, like whoever it is, it should not be an all-star, but they will be, and they'll be playing with the best of the game, and they'll probably be hearing about it from all sorts of fans that they're there when their favorite player, like some of ours here, whether it's Shifley or Ehlers, um, probably won't be there when we're looking at what the fan voting is. But I do have some good news on the all-star game, and I did some digging last night after the game because I wanted some clarity as to when the cutoff is for the coaches for the All-Star game. Because as we all recall last year, the Jets lost their final game before the cutoff and fell below the Dallas Stars in uh, in um, uh, points percentage. And Pete DeBoer ended up being the uh, representative from the division for the coach. Um I don't want to say that it is completely done because I can't guarantee you of that. But I do know that the cutoff for the coaches for the All-Star game is this weekend. And, of course, the Jets right now have the best winning percentage in the entire National Hockey League. They are three points up on the Colorado Avalanche with a game in hand. Um, So first things first, win that game tomorrow night. And I think you can pretty much make it official. 
but we might not get some of the other deserving all-stars from this team and Morrissey, Ehlers, Shifley, to name a few. But I'll tell you what, I'm not sure there's anybody that has done more of an all-star performance than the members of the Winnipeg Jets coaching staff. And uh, it'll be great to see Bones there representing the peg as the Jets head coach, assuming that's the way that it uh, comes out over the next couple days. Yeah, this whole all-star, like, have to have a guy from every team. And you mentioned to me, what, Seattle had their player injured last year, so they didn't have an all-star. The Jets didn't have an all-star one year when Bufflin got hurt. And you look at, you know, if you want to have a real all-star game, like, it's ridiculous that you're going to have, you know, teams that are too good that you can't have multiple all-stars on. Like, JT Miller's top 10 in points. Um, He's not. Yeah, but whatever. What I meant, but Bones. Oh, we're talking about Bones. Bones. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm just moving on from that. I have nothing else to add. It's awesome. He's, he's the he's he, deser- he is the he's deserving. Is he yeah. more? Is there anyone more of an all star coach than Bones no. this year? No, 100. No. no, he should have got it last year too, but we know what happened. So exactly, great, great to see him and anyone on the Jets getting league wide recognition because you turn on Sports Center all week, and it's all about William Nylander's new contract <laughs> and about uh, you know oh the Oilers were. Out of the playoffs, and now they're back in. Not about the team that uh, you know that is in first place in the entire NHL. So, yeah, great to see the Jets getting recognition. Josh Morrissey had an amazing goal last night. Rocket blast. I think he's actually, I don't know, like, who's your next all-star? Is it Shifley or Morrissey? One of them should certainly be in the game. But great, that you know, great, good, good work there, Hus. Getting the information that people want to know. When is the cutoff to determine the all-star coaches? And you're saying this uh, weekend. From the Jets, it has been confirmed to me it's this weekend. I don't know whether it's before the Saturday games and it's just announced on Saturday or whether they include the Saturday games. But I'm here to tell you, and hopefully the team all knows this, not that they've been inconsistent at all. Come out tomorrow night, beat the Chicago Blackhawks, and book Bones a nice suite at the Four Seasons or wherever they're going to be staying in Toronto for it. And I see Todd Fertani throwing the Bones in the chat. You know what? I think it's a great time if you are. Now, is that is that a members only? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, okay, the bo- well. The bone. Perfect way. You know what? Become a member of Winnipeg Sports Talk. It sports the channel. It's just two bucks a month. Here. You too can be like Fertani, throwing the bones up in the chat as Remus has done uh, has done as well. Um, you know what? I see. Uh, oh, is Connor in there? Yeah, there he is. Connor. You see. Uh, See Dave Manuk's tweet of Sportsnet saying Shifley. Oh, did you see this? Was the captain throw it up? But before you know, before we get to some of these locker room clips, because in here I brought out the bones chain. If he's going yes. to All Star game, shout out to uh, Danimal, who also dropped off a nice uh, Christmas ornament for me. Perfect. Uh, Danimal's the best. Uh, he got one of those, and he also made me an O'Shea one that he gave me at the uh, at the game. But. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to pull out the Bones chains uh, when uh, when it's official. When, but check I, this, will, I will. I this was it on right uh, Sportsnet. Jets bonus confirms Shifley received stitches but has no official update on the captain. So I guess someone doing this article at Sportsnet thought Mark Shifley was the captain. Don't the blame Winnipeg Rennie. Jets. Don't blame Rennie. Yeah, we can't die. That certainly is not him. Yeah, um, I, I guarantee you Sean Reynolds... Very aware that Adam Lowry is, in fact, the captain. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. And shout out to Dave. Dave has the eagle eye. Dave Manuk of a legal curve. 
Uh, there is no greater a- aggregator of Winnipeg Jets news. That's why you should go to Illegal Curve every morning to get all your, all the morning papers, as Dave uh, Dave calls it. Uh, and every now and then, we'll discover a major. Oomph. I-, I have a feeling that that probably wouldn't happen. They probably aren't calling Austin Matthews the captain of the Leafs or um, Leon Dreisaitl the captain of the Oilers. But uh, as I say, more and more people figuring out what's happening here in Winnipeg with the home team. Uh, And sooner or later, even the people working in the IT department or the socials for Sportsnet might realize that Adam Lowry is, in fact, the captain of the number one team in the NHL. Yeah, and since the Jets are number one, this is... Worth bringing up. Uh, bravo, Bry. Elliot Friedman keeps referring to the Jets. This is on Twitter. As win, the abbreviation, not WPG. Am I the only guy tired here of the disrespect? To be fair, Elliot has made that his thing. He refers to Vancouver as VCR. And like he does Montreal as Mon instead of like he does it. Don't allow yourself to be trolled I'm by so, Friedman. I'm He's so always triggered. done that. <laughs> he does it to every team intentionally, so I'm triggered by it. I think it's. I think uh, the hockey insider for the league should have the correct <laughs> acronyms. So um, we've talked about it. I don't need to get. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Listen, he does that, and I, I will say this: at least he's picked. Like, I don't mind if WPG wasn't our accepted acronym. Win is a pretty good one, especially for this team, because. All they do is win, uh, and they kept on doing it last night. Speaking of the way they did it, shout out to Connor, who's in chat. And by the way, Connor will be riding shotgun on uh, Friday with me on the program. We're going to give the uh, the birthday boy a day off. He's going to probably spend it in a spa or something like that. Maybe. Um, Maybe. <laughs> hunker down. You'll, you'll have some options. But anyways, Connor's going to be coming in and uh, doing the show with me on Friday, so I'm really looking forward to that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, but Connor's got his latest piece up at the Hockey Writers, and uh, I'm sure you're already following him. I retweeted the piece. Go read the whole thing. Uh, but listen to this from Connor's piece. According to Money Puck's tracking, at five-on-five play where the Jets have been elite, they are allowing only 1.63 goals against per 60 minutes. That is by far the top rate in the National Hockey League. Second place is the Florida Panthers, who at five-on-five are allowing 2.01 goals against per 60. That number has not been replicated in a decade. The last team to have a goals against per 60 below 1.7 was the 2013-14 LA Kings, who had a goals against per 60 of 1.61. For reference, the 13-14 season ended with the Kings hoisting the Stanley Cup, defeating the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals. And while we're talking about it, um, you know what, Reem? We should pull up Dom Lucician's um, tweet today. And we all remember Jay Fresh's model at the beginning of the season, uh, as well as some of Dom's. And they basically just said, oh, the model's broken. It likes the Jets too much. Well, here you go, gang. Projected 2023-2024 NHL standings and playoff chances as of today. Uh, These numbers are updated daily at the Athletic NHL. I suggest you subscribe. You'll get all of Marat's great content and much more. But here we have it. Number one, 
is the Winnipeg Jets projected at 113 points with, and again, this is their model. I don't know if anything can be fully 100%, but a 100% chance of making the playoffs. Uh, Bruins, Rangers, Avalanche, Panthers are at 99 points. Canucks and Stars are at 98. But that's where it gets even more interesting. The Jets are number one in every other category in these projections. 100% for the playoffs. They are 63% for the division final. 35% for the conference final. Highest in the league. Or I shouldn't say that. The Oilers actually have a 36% chance, which is strange because they're way down the list. But the model really does like Edmonton as well. The Jets have a league best 21.5, 21% chance of making the Cup final. And when you break down the to win the Stanley Cup numbers, the Jets are on top of that at 12%. So, um, Rima, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, the Jets are right now the favorites in the NHL. We knew that they were the number one team. You look at Coolbet right now, they're still not the, uh, the odds leader, which is fine. Give us a better number. Jet fans will like that. But it's kind of sinking in right now what this team has done. And uh, it's sinking in far beyond the perimeter of Winnipeg and the province of Manitoba that the Jets are the real deal. Yeah, 35% chance at making it to the conference final. I'll take that. And there's actually people here in chat saying, no, don't win the President's Trophy. You'll get the President's Trophy curse. And certainly projected right now for 113 points. Imagine that getting... The division banner, the pres- there's banner for division, banner for president's trophy. Not the ones that matter, but it's certainly an accomplishment finishing, I think, first. I want it. For, uh, yeah, for, it's never happened. So, yeah, you definitely you definitely want it. And I think you should celebrate those ones. Now, we're not there yet. This is just, you know, projection if things stay the course. But, like, you're waiting for this team to lose, to have an off game. And they keep playing the same style every single night. And we saw it again yesterday, uh, just dominating. Columbus five. Now the game wasn't wasn't close. Uh, it was it was a, actually a, like a relaxing night out at a hockey game. Hustler wasn't. There was no. It was almost well, like they beat them too badly. There wasn't any suspense. You just like it was too too chill uh, sitting in the was, seats there. Well, you know, and it was partly because speaking of seats, those seats that we were sitting in, the most comfortable seat I've ever been in in a sporting venue in that plane out lounge yesterday in the end. Uh, later on, we'll kind of fire up some of the uh, the treats that we had there and uh, talk a little bit more about that. Um, but it does, fun- it's funny to show you. I mean, of course, our partners at CoolBet do a lot of business here. We've got the lock shop. I mean, the uh, Winnipeg's a CoolBet hub. Edmonton is a CoolBet hub. So I think they're a little bit more on to Winnipeg. Um, but I'm just looking at responses to Dom's, <laughs> to Dom's projections. And I mean, FanDuel is a big company um, that operates just in Ontario. So I don't know if they really pay very much attention to the Winnipeg Jets. Well, apparently not, uh, because their odds this morning have the Avalanche at seven plus 750. Uh, cool Bet's got them at 10, and that's the lowest number. As I mentioned, the Jets were 14 to 1, or 14 to 1 at Kubet. The Jets are 24 to 1 at FanDuel, and the Canucks are 22 to 1 
um, and both those teams 14 right now. So, uh, you know, in and around the center of the universe, maybe they haven't been paying too much uh, attention to what's happening in the central time zone and certainly in the West Coast time zone. But again, that is just fine with us, especially any of you who uh, got that 50 to 1 President's Trophy number or 60 to 1 cup odds before the drop of the puck. And just on the President's Trophy, I mean, does it really mean anything? No. Would it be cool to win? Yeah. Does it mean you can't win the cup? Absolutely not. Come on. Um, But like we talked about yesterday with Mike, there is a huge advantage to winning uh, at least the West. I mean, you know, whether you're better than the first place team in the East, does it really matter? Probably not. But when you think about there's seven teams right now, that I would say are pretty much locked for the playoffs. Jets, Avs, Stars in the Central. Kings, Canucks, Vegas, and now Edmonton. One of those teams is in all likelihood going to be the first wild card. So you've got Nashville, Calgary, Minnesota, St. Louis, Arizona, all of those teams battling just to get in as the eighth seed. Uh I would offer to you all that it would be a much, much better matchup for any team to play one of that group than playing Edmonton or L.A. or Vegas or Vancouver in the first round of the playoffs. So there is definitely some incentive to finish first, at least in the West. And if you can make it the entire league and uh, cash those 50 to 1 tickets, what the heck? Why don't you do that as well? All right, we're going to hear more. Um, from the Winnipeg Jets and Pascal Vincent coming up in just a minute. Um, hey, another win. Cheersing your friends once again after a big game. And uh, hey, if you are doing a celebratory toast or looking for a great drink, why not do it with Canada's favorite Canadian whiskey, Canadian Club? But uh, you know what? Great partners of ours, official spirit of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and uh, a CC for every occasion as we get into 2024. Pop by your local Manitoba Liquor Marts and check out all the CC favorites. Canadian Club Original, 100% Rye, CC Classic 12-year-old. And don't forget, there's still limited quantities available. The CC Invitation Series, Canadian Club 15-year-old Sherry Cask, the signature CC 12-year-old whiskey, finished with a secondary aging in Oloroso Sherry Casks. All the hallmarks of Classic Canadian Club with the added richness and sweetness of Sherry. Um, The Jets are looking great right now. If you want to look good um, heading into the new year, maybe you pop down and check out our friends over at Modern Man Barbershops, now with eight locations in Winnipeg, including the newest locations on Pemina Highway or Plessy Road. Bella's Modern Man Barbershop has you covered with a variety of grooming services, including haircuts, beard shaping, shaves, color services, and more. All with a great staff and uh, usually sports up on the TV to occupy yourself while your dome gets worked on. Now, make an appointment. Book your look via modernmanbarber.com. Give them a follow as well on Instagram for the latest at Modern Man Barbershops. And, hey, big things going down at Manitoba Battery. Um, finally getting some snow. The temps are going down, so obviously there's more of a demand on batteries. And, you know, you got the best prices in town, shopping local, beating the pants off the big box stores. Uh, but there's big news. Next month, February of 2024, they're opening up a second location in the south end of Winnipeg. Donnie and the gang would like to thank all of you for your support along the way. And for you south Winnipeg folk, you'll be able to get your batteries locally and conveniently at the best price in town 
from the new location at 452 Dover Court. We'll have sales and grand opening specials coming as we get closer to the date. But on behalf of Manitoba Battery, thank you, WST fans, viewers, and listeners for making Manitoba Battery part of the WST family. For more information on all your battery needs, go to manitobabattery.com or give them a call at 783-8787. All right, looks like we probably won't have Rennie today, um, but we've got so much to get to from last night's game. We'll be able to do that, and of course, Murata Tesh coming up a little bit later on. Uh, but listen, before we hear from the Jets, let's hear from Pascal Vincent. This is a man that spent 10 years in the organization here in Winnipeg with the Winnipeg Jets, and of course with the Manitoba Moose as well. Uh, it was great to hear and see Pascal yesterday before the game. Um, afterwards, he talked about um, the hosts last night that didn't give his team much uh, and walked away with a 5 nothing victory. Here's Pascal Vincent on the Jets. We're number one in the league. There's a reason for it. They don't give anything. And um, well-structured. They play a good team game offensively and defensively. They, they're patient with their offensive game, really intense with their defensive game, and they have an elite goaltender. So um, they can play any style. And uh, there's a reason why they're number one in the league. And that's what we face tonight. All right, there's uh, Pascal Vincent telling, uh, you know, fans, I think, uh, what maybe we have been saying and realizing for a while, but you know, if you're, if you haven't been watching the Winnipeg Jets, you're probably looking at the stand is going, what the hell is going on in Winnipeg? Well, uh, that and this, a pretty good synopsis. Here's what Pascal had to say about the way the game really turned in the second period. And um, just some more praise for uh, the guys that are uh, looking down at the other 31 teams in the league. But we had a six, seven minute block in the second. Uh, we, we just tried to, complicate things and they scored two so at that point it's 3-0 for them um, you know we had the shots the number of shots but that's a team that really protects the inside of the ice so it was hard to get there um, that's that's a team that plays a playoff style and uh, it was complicated for us to create offense Especially down three nothing, they're just going to button it up even tighter. Right? Yeah, well, they, they're, they're that's an experienced team. Um, they've been there before, so it's uh, it's it's you know what the, what we've seen tonight against us. That's what we we uh, hope to achieve at some point. All right, there's Pascal Vincent, and um, I can tell you personally, and I'm sure most of you in the chat would agree, um, hoping for good things for him. He came in in a horrible situation just days before the start of the uh, season being announced as the head coach after Mike Babcock was sort of exposed to be, in fact, Mike Babcock and lost his job. And uh, it hasn't gone well right now for Columbus. However, keep a lookout for that team in the next few years. They've, uh, listen, they've stunk for a while. They've had some high picks. They've got some really talented young players. And you hope that that will, uh, that that will turn around. From one head coach to another, as we mentioned, uh, I think one more win will pretty much offic- make it official. Rick Bonus going to the All-Star game, and won't that be cool? But uh, Bones, like his team, all business, focusing on the task at hand. Uh, he talked about keeping their good habits last night and helping them uh, get another big win. 
you know, that's just our, that's our team game. That's how we play. And, you know, give Columbus a lot of credit because they, they've got some good young players over there. They're big and they're fast. And uh, so sometimes you got to give credit to the opposition that we were on our, we didn't have the greatest energy tonight, but we found a way to persevere and keep playing Winnipeg Jet Hockey. But sometimes, you know, they, they made it hard on us. They've got some good young talent over there. Pascal is doing a great job with them. So, um, yeah, but we, when you don't have your energy, you rely on that team game. And, and that's what we do. All right, so there's uh, Bones. Now, as we mentioned, I mean, Cole Perfetti, two goals and an assist last night. It was interesting to see Cole, interesting to see Cole out there uh, for an extra couple of shifts in the third. And this was not, uh, we'll hear from Bones, not the case of really trying to pile it on and really stick it to Columbus, but more giving Cole an opportunity to uh, maybe get that first career NHL hat trick. Uh, here's what Bones had to say about Perfetti's game, the goals that he scored, and having him out there for a couple extra shifts late in the game. Got two goals from Cole Perfetti. I think that's the first time he's scored two. Looks like he might have even snuck him out for a double shift at the end there. For yeah, the we're trying line. to get, you know, I know you don't want to run the score up because that's not what we're about. But to give a kid like Cole a chance to get a hat trick, then you, you've got to give him that opportunity because that will do wonders for him moving forward. It's not that we're trying to run the score up at all. That's not us. But to try to help Cole, we, yeah, give him some nice time. I mean, a hat trick at this stage of his career and development would be would be a big step forward for him. It looked like his last play of the game was a shot block, and the crowd was already sort of celebrating the win, but got to another level for the block. What does that say about him and about well, them? That's about the team. It's our team game, and we're committed. Every one of us, every one of the players are committed to keep that puck out of our net. And you, you come to that point, you want to play for your goalie. He's been outstanding for us all year. Um, and you get down to those last couple of minutes, and yeah, you should be doing everything you can to help your goalie to get that shutout. All right, so uh, they helped the goalie get that shutout the second of the season for Connor Hellebuck as uh, the uh, Jennings watch continues on Winnipeg Sports Talk, uh, along with, I guess, a Vesna watch as well. They really sort of do go hand in hand, uh, but that number going down even more after last night's blanking of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So off the top of the show, I mentioned a scare last night with Mark Scheifele getting hit by that puck. He did not return to the game, but he did return to the bench uh, right at the end of the game and returned with a big smile on his face to uh, high-five his teammates, congratulate Connor Hellebuck, and salute the fans at center ice. It did make for sort of a funny interaction um, with uh, the media asking about Shifley, and I'm not sure Bones had been caught up to speed or maybe even saw Mark out there whooping it up with the fellas after the 5 nothing win. I don't have an exact up my door. I know he was he, he had some stitches on his ear and yeah. So I, I I just went to look for him there. I couldn't find him, so I don't have an exact update. But he came back on the bench and he was he was in the locker room obviously with his after uh, the game. So all good for fifty five last night, but um I think we all we all thought about uh an incredibly popular jet last night, Brian Little, with that scary incident last night. And uh, I'm sure B. Litz, wherever he is right now, is smiling, looking at what this team is doing night in and night out. One more from Bones. Uh, and Adam Lowry was out there on the power play in the absence of Shifley in the third period. 
helped set up Gabriel Velarde's fifth goal, which uh, certainly helped those of us that were on that WST parley. Here's uh, what Bones had to say about putting Lowry in for a little PP time. He has played some power play when we start Mark's group and then the faceoff moves to the left side. Adam goes out there, so Adam is in all our power play meetings, um, faceoffs, and he's a big body. And uh, Brad talked to them in their, his meeting about making sure we take the puck to the net the way they kill. So Adam was a perfect guy to do that. But you know that that whole goal we scored at the end, like it was all Adam uh, in the second period there on, on Coles. Adam stopped the ice and kept the puck in he stopped the icing like Adam does so many other little things that we see and that we appreciate how hard he works and all the little details to this game um, but that's so it's good to see him get the power play point all right so there's bones from uh, from last night's game um, stick around uh, Murat Atesh is coming up in just a few minutes Murat's on the way home from the rink and later on, after Marat joins us, we'll look to have um, a little bit more from the Winnipeg Jets after a very rare practice today for the club, considering what's up. Hey, got to give a shout out to Stan Scott, who just dropped a very nice and generous super, super chat. Uh, Stan Scott says, great show, guys. It feels so weird just waiting for a Jets loss. The consistency is unreal. I really think the forward group changes since the trade deadline last year has made the biggest difference. And um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that have contributed to it, but um, it was sort of like, Stan, what I had said at the beginning of the year. I remember it was a conversation with, uh, with Hammer and, you know, there was a narrative that they were just running it back and it was the same team. And obviously Blake Wheeler wasn't there and they'd made the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade, but you're exactly right. I mean, those two additions of Nemetsnikov and Niederreiter last year, in the midst of a lot of noise on this program and in this chat about how the Jets needed to push all in and go for Timo Meyer. And um, I mean, I don't know how anyone could have felt that confident the way that that team had played for six or eight weeks heading into the deadline that it was time to risk future assets. I certainly wasn't there. But Sheveldayoff did what was, it's so impressive now. You get two players at very, very good value. Uh, a second-round pick for Nino, a later-round pick for Nemetsnikov. Resign Nemetsnikov to a pretty affordable two-year deal at $2 million per, and then extend Nino for three years. And both of those guys have had a massive, massive impact, along with the new player, new Jets from the LA Kings, on uh, what the team has done defensively and the fact that, uh, yeah, we're all waiting for an inevitable loss sometime it will happen, but sometimes watching this team, it feels like they're never going to lose again. Uh, unfortunately, that will happen, but uh, right now, just keep it rolling. Um, let's talk about Cole Perfetti and hear from Perfetti for a minute. Um, a two-goal game last night, coming off um, you know, a great trip for him, having his dad out there with him, and um, you can just see how much fun he's having truly establishing himself as an NHL regular and having a big, big hand in the success of the Winnipeg Jets. Here's what Perfetti had to say about his 2-0 game last night against Sebus. Yeah, it felt good. It felt really good. Um, you know, it's always fun to score. and um, Yeah, it felt good to score twice tonight. I, you know, um, yeah, it's just... Feels good. The way the team is playing, it just felt like another day of a rolling, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I thought today, you know, 
coming home after the road trip, um, a lot of travel and, you know, three games and four nights there was kind of tiring. I think, you know, it took a little bit to get our feet going. Obviously, we scored early, but, um, you know, it took a little bit to get the feet going and, you know, it might not have been our you know, fastest effort, but, um, you know, the detail was right and, and the effort was there and um, just another game of us playing the right way and, um, you know, taking another step in the right direction. So I think that was a really good effort from everyone tonight. How would you describe that pass by Dylan Sandberg? Really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, the roommate connection, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't know. He, uh, he's he been playing great, and he's been, you know, moving the puck really, really well and seeing the ice really well, and that's a great play to, you know, activate from down the wall, and I kind of just stood my ground and was hoping. We made eye contact, so I had a feeling he was going to try and make the play, and he fed it through a little hole there, and it was a great pass, so um, that was awesome. Um, big smiles from Cole. We don't always get those, and I think, was it Merrick or somebody today referred to him as Stone Cold Cole Perfetti, uh, for his lack of goal-scoring celebrations when he scores. But, Reem, I had to laugh when he mentioned, I mean, beautiful pass by Dylan Sandberg to Perfetti. They are roommates. And, I mean, I, I, there's so many thoughts, you know, of, of those two guys, like uh, like the Step Brothers movie. Um, and in some ways, they couldn't be more opposite. One's a big defenseman from U.S. college, an American and the other is a young, smaller, highly skilled Canadian from the OHL living together and uh, both doing very different roles on a team that's number one in the league. It's kind of funny. We talked uh, all for a while now how this Sandberg-Schmidt defensive pairing, really good at suppressing goals. Haven't had too many scored on them at five on five. But look, here comes the offense. They each got three-game point streaks. Sandberg, three-game assist streak. Schmidt had that big goal uh, walking down Main Street against Anaheim. And, yeah, there they were matching up. Very nice pass. And, look, I don't blame Cole Perfetti for not celebrating. He's just going to the right spot there uh, in front of the net and tapping it in. And he's had a couple of those. You don't need to get, I guess, get too high. On those now, I thought his uh, his goal against Arizona, which I've said multiple times, um, it was nice. Uh, you know, a nice quick wrister on a one-timer. And, his other one yesterday, second one was a beautiful shot as well. So I do think you need to celebrate the wins, but maybe if you're you know running up the score against a team that's well below you in the standings, just act act like you've been there before. Hustler, that's <laughs> the, the way to do it. Well, I mean that first one from Sandberg was the second goal of the game, so that was a that was an important one. And just while we're talking about Sandberg, a tip of the cap to his partner Nate Schmidt. Um, you know, Schmidt has been playing really well, frankly, all season long. And we've talked about the defensive metrics and production or lack thereof for their opponents when that unit's been on the ice. They've been the best in the league. Again, playing sheltered minutes, I get it. That's what third pairings do. But the points have started to come for Nate Schmidt. I mean, he had gone a long stretch. He had no points in the month of, uh, uh, the month of November, I should say. He had an assist in early early in mid-October against St. Louis and went a long drought without scoring, but it was no big deal because nobody was scoring on them. Uh, but since then, finally got an assist against the Boston Bruins on that game just before Christmas. Had another one in the New Year's Eve game against the Minnesota Wild. And very quietly, Nate Schmitz on a three-game point streak with a goal against the Anaheim Ducks, a big one in that 3-1 win and assists in the last two games. And you know what? I think, Remo, it's a good adage of uh, you continue to do the right things, play, focus on the things that matter the most, and that's keeping the puck out of your net. 
and uh, some good things will come. And um, both of those guys have been impactful in both ways, but a little bit of offense as of lately from the third pairing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Huss and I don't know, Dylan Samber getting more comfortable, you know, mostly known as a shot blocker. And uh, these guys are making a contribution here. Uh, offensively, you know, it doesn't really matter who it's been. The fourth line had their stretch. The third line had a stretch. I don't know, it was Perfetti, like, line line two yesterday uh, putting some in. So everyone's uh, got a hand in offense, and offense from the de- defense, too. Brandon Dillon had a career high in goals, and you just said Schmidt and Sandberg chipping in. So everyone's got a little piece of this one, and doesn't matter who's going, someone else is picking up the slack. Um, you know, Marat's going to jump in in just a minute, but let's get to a couple more of these Cole Perfetti clips because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Perfetti with Marat when he joins us. Uh, uh, Pretty, you know, Cole talked about just how locked in this team is right now, night after night. I mean, it's it's special. It's, it's fun to be a part of this. Um, you know, coming to the rink every day, um, you know, knowing what we need to do, what we need to take care of, and, um, you know, at this point in the season, I think we're, we're expecting every team's best game now, and, um, you know we're ready for that. I think you know we're we're, we're just the efforts there from everyone up and every night. You know, like no one's taking a shift off, not no one's taking any seconds off. Like the details there, it's 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 a lot of fun to be a team or to be a part of a team like this. So uh, keep it going. Yeah, and that I think is a sentiment probably shared by pretty much every member of this club. Um, as we mentioned, there was that scary incident with Mark Shifley. Here was Perfetti's reaction to the Shifley injury and how he and his teammates felt when they saw 55 out there whooping it up with the guys at center ice after winning against Columbus. You know, I think I had you know both my hands on my head and in shock. Almost. Like I would, you obviously don't know what it is right away. You just see the puck hit him in the head, and um, you know my stomach kind of dropped. You know, he's obviously. Uh, an amazing player, but a great guy. So, you know, you hate to see that happen. And, um, you know, for you know, I saw him come on the ice, there was a sigh of relief, and I was pretty pretty lucky that that's, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I think he's in some pain, but um, that he's able to skate around and, and you know, he's good to he's good to do that. It's, it was a relief. So, um, scary situation, though. Uh, but uh, all smiles at the end of the game. Here's a funny one for, for, for Perfetti. <laughs> um of course, Chuck Hellebuck was introduced yesterday up on the screen. International influencer Chuck Hellebuck. And uh, uh, Cole was asked if uh, he should go home, uh, considering the way Connor's playing right now with that in the building, watching the team. Considering how well Connor Hellebuck's playing, is Chuck allowed to go home at this point? I don't think so. He should stay keep tweeting and <laughs> updating his life. And I think, uh, yeah, it's um, it's hard to hard to let that, that go. I mean, we're on a bit of a heater here. And... You know, he, hell, he's playing great, and, um, you know, it starts with him every night. He's, he's coming in and bringing his A game and um, makes our lives a little bit easier. So, um, yeah, he's he's been amazing. So has LB. Both guys back there have been really, really good and um, made our lives easier, and uh, it's fun to, you know, it makes life easy when you have two goalies like that. Yeah, tons of praise for the goaltending, and I'm sure the uh, goalies would say the same thing about the team. Here's one last clip, and then we'll bring Murad in. Um, you know, the focus of this team continues to, I think, astound many regular viewers as well as the people that are just popping in to see what the heck is going on in Winnipeg. Here's how Cole describes the Jets' focus day in and day out. I think, you know, everyone just in this room is just really focused on on winning. Like, I think, you know, there's no nights off in this league, and we know that, like, obviously being top of the standings, like there's, like I said, you're going to get every team's A game, so you can't, you know, you take a night off and a team jumps you in, in the conference or in the, in the division. And, um, 
so we, we know obviously there's going to be nights like it, it's bound to happen it's professional sports but you know as long you know we're just trying to bring our you know highest level of intensity and, and work ethic every night and you know we have the depth we have the skill we have you know a, a great hockey team in here that if we bring that effort every night like I it's you know the results are going to keep going like this so um it's a lot of fun and you mentioned the roommate connection how nice is it to go from sandberg like teasing you about eating vegetables to making a place like that for you yeah it's nice i mean normally 99 percent of the time he's making my life harder and giving me a hard time and uh almost like a brother like just you know always in each other's ears and giving each other tough times but um once we get on the ice it's it's uh you know we're together and he makes a play like that it you know, makes up for all the times he makes fun of me. So he's good now. He gets to drive home now. He gets to drive home. Oh, man, I can't get enough of that one. And we'll talk about it with Murat coming up in uh, just a second. As we mentioned, that's just the first game of this four-game homestand gang. And uh, it's going to be close to a sellout on, on Thursday. And I think much of that was probably advanced tickets based on a visit, a planned visit of Connor Bedard. That will not be the case. Um, so, uh, listen, if you're looking to get out, let's fill this place at barn on Saturday night. I know there's good tickets left. Philadelphia Flyers in a Saturday night game, hockey night in Canada. Um, it should be a great one. It'll be the Filipino heritage night as well, which is always fun. And I do know as well, and this is just something I had a good chat with somebody in the organization last night. Um, listen, they're working really hard. I mean, we, the the end result of what has to happen from this for the long-term viability of this team here is getting that season ticket base up to 13,000. I know there's people that have been thinking about season tickets, people that maybe gave them up before that are probably wishing they had them right now. This is a great time to uh, give them a call, or even if you want, fire us an email at winnipegsportstalk at gmail.com, and I'll help put you in touch with the right person to get you back in the game. Um you're going to want to have playoff tickets for this year. You want to have, you're going to have great seats. The best way to do that is have a package with the club right now. Um, so hopefully many people that were on the fence uh, will not only be at these games Saturday and next Tuesday when the Islanders are here, um, but, you know, hopefully maybe get back together with that group or maybe some new people put together, become season ticket members, enjoy the benefits of being a season ticket member, including those discounts on concessions at the games and uh, reestablish the Winnipeg Jets as a very healthy franchise and fill in that building night in and night out for a team that absolutely deserves it. Again, winnipegjets.com for tickets right now um, for the games this weekend, as well as packages and seasons for the rest of the year and booking yourself in for uh, hopefully many whiteouts when we get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Got to shout out our friends at Wallace & Wallace. The fencing and overhead door specialist in Winnipeg since 1946. I mean, you've seen their fences and trucks all over the city, uh, but you might not know that they're the leaders in overhead garage doors. And with kind of an ugly forecast coming up and, um, you know, the, uh, the deep freeze on the way, this is the time that gives your garage door the most problem. And uh, you want to make sure that it's continuing to go up and down for you and your family without a pause so the right time to prevent downtime is now. Give Wallace & Wallace a, a call to book your inspection and maintenance service call today for residential and commercial overhead door sales and service. There's only one name or two you need to know, and that is Wallace & Wallace. And just before we bring in Marat, um, guys, it's a new year here. You're looking ahead to big things, upcoming summer, wedding season, and more. Hey, if you're looking in your closet and realize, 
I got to up my menswear game. There's only one place to start. And that, of course, is F Apparel. The guys will make you look as good as ever with custom suits made to fit however you want them, starting at just 400 bucks, along with chinos, golf pants, custom shirts, both tucked and untucked styles, and an incredible selection of menswear accessories. Uh, if you are at a wedding party or getting married this year, talk to the guys as well about a 15% discount when uh, the fellas get done up for their suits at F Apparel. Pop by and see them at 190 Smith Street downtown, Winnipeg's leader in menswear F Apparel, and uh, online, check them out, or make an appointment at F, that's E-P-H-Apparel.com. All right, the good times just keep on rolling. Let's welcome in Murat Atesh from The Athletic. Murat, what's going on? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. I had my uh, my coffee shop writing session, walked in. Staff says, how are you doing? Say, good. How are you doing? Staff is absolutely thrilled by the Winnipeg Jets' success. So, you know, the team has made it into the community. I think that the day-to-day experiences of this city have actually genuinely been impacted by having a number one NHL team in the city. I think that's pretty cool that it's just become part of the fabric here today. Even the baristas are fired up. You got to love it. <laughs> um and you know what? I mean, listen, the players are loving it. You asked that last question, and I, we've kind of been joking around. I mean, there's there's a sitcom in there somewhere <laughs> yeah. with the uh, with the Cole Perfetti, Dylan Sandberg. I mean, you couldn't have two more opposite players, opposite styles, opposite backgrounds, um, and yet living together and coming together in a pretty impressive goal last night that ended up being pretty important. Yeah, that was a heck of a goal, first and foremost. I mean... Dylan Samberg cutting along the wall behind the net. And uh, Cole Perfetti, he says that they made eye contact. So there's a little bit of a read there that they made. And that centering pass as Samberg sucks two defensemen towards him. Cole Perfetti's right there in the open space to bury it. I mean, that's a a pretty impressive play. Uh, I guess they were talking about it on the couch over nachos and whatever. You know what I mean? At the the Perfetti-Samberg household. And like their buddy comedy, I would be all about that. Um, you'll, you'll remember I wrote that story about the mentorship of Shifley and Perfetti and how, you know, Perfetti was just like, he was at dinner and he couldn't stomach the sushi and the sashimi. He was such a young guy, hadn't had all those experiences yet. I was talking to Dylan Samberg about that. And Samberg was just giving him the gears about how Perfetti used to only eat one vegetable. And I don't think he named which one it was. Uh, still doesn't eat salad. And uh, Samberg was just proud to have gotten him into Brussels sprouts and squash and, you know, I think a couple of them. And he was just giving it to him, laughing. Perfetti was laughing. And it's just, I think this is a good fit of two human beings uh, beyond just that one goal. Those guys are ordering pizza every night. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And Samberg, you know what? He eats everything, right? I mean, like he grew up, he's a, he's an outdoorsman. He's a hunter. He's a, you know. All that sort of stuff. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that they don't need gourmet food to, to make dinner at that place. Um, you know what? You've got a great piece that uh, is a must read for Winnipeg Jet fans. And uh, it's a fun read for Winnipeg Jet fans. Much like pretty much every conversation about this team right now, the way they're going. The Winnipeg Jets are first in the NHL. Here's why you should believe in them. And, you know, there was a really interesting adage talking about your uh, one of your siblings. I believe your sister who was a doctor and, uh, you know, you were, it was a journal and, and the, this was what was written down in from your article. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, 
but a habit. And uh, I thought it was just a perfect way to describe what this team is doing right now because they are in a habit of being excellent night in and night out. And um, the wins have followed, and uh, the NHL standings are probably the best indicator of just how excellent this team has been uh, on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, first of all, my sister would be angry with me if I, w- if I didn't make it clear those aren't her words. She found them out in the wild. Um, I think they've been most famously attributed to Aristotle, but there's some debate over that. If you're into that sort of thing, do your research. <laughs> there's some interesting language stuff about it. Uh, it's fascinating if, if you're into that sort of thing. But as it, uh, as it applies to the Winnipeg Jets, the reason that it was on my mind just this idea of excellence as a habit. It's not just a thing that you are by nature. It's not because you did it once. It's because it's something that you repeatedly do. It's because I was thinking about the Jets' schedule and the fact that they're you know playing three and four or six and nine or all, all the travel that they've done. And you, know, you might used to hear a couple words about time zones or other complaints about that from the Jets. Instead, all you, all you hear is them talking about winning because that's what they keep doing right now. Um, and I think one of the, there's so many different ways to look at their improvement this year. And one thing that I would ask like observers is what's the difference between Winnipeg's worst day last season and their worst day this season. And you can play all of the controlled hockey you want. You can forecheck really well. If you can't put that together for 60 minutes with consistency, with habits, with that, Um, that knowledge that that forward is never going to cheat the back check, not just he's going to do it most times, but not all times. Think about what a defenseman can do stepping up at the blue line to stop an entry attempt if he doesn't think or guess that that player is coming back, but he knows. And I think that one of the interesting things about the Jets, that's just one example of many reads that they'll make on the ice. This season, the Winnipeg Jets' worst day, their most fatigued day, their tired day, they're still falling back on habits of protecting the middle of the ice, of not cheating for offense, of not extending that shift. And it's leading to defensive zone stops, offensive opportunities, goals by defensemen like Brendan Dillon, Josh Morrissey last night, goals set up by defensemen like the one we were talking about that Cole Perfetti scored, and some of the best defensive numbers in the NHL, including the fewest goals against in the National Hockey League. And I think that's because it's not just that the Jets have figured out how to do it some of the time. It's because their default habits are excellent, as that quote suggests. Well, and it's funny. You mentioned time zones, a statement uh, and a topic that we actually banned at one point on on this show. And it wasn't as much from the players. It was from the old coach. And I mean, I said a number of times, it was like throwing out a self-fulfilling prophecy of all these reasons why it was going to be so tough to come out there. And listen, you can, Paul Maurice has done a lot of winning and their team is playing great right now. And this isn't meant as a dig at him, but they were giving guys outs. And it seems like right from day one, when Rick bonus said, every guy here is committed. Every guy here is all in. Everybody wants to be here. um, They established very early on a no nonsense and most importantly, no excuses level of commitment and work. Um, and even I, the most optimistic person who loves the club, can't frankly believe how it's turned into 
basically an automatic that you know what you're going to get from this team night in and night out. And more often than not, that means they're going to be the better team for a 60-minute period. Yeah, and they. I think one of the unique things is that, you know, this, I want to almost call it a cultural change, and I don't mean that in the, like, in the way that out goes Maurice, out goes Wheeler and Dubois and in comes excellence. I also mean the players that have been here for a long time and the improvements that they've made. I think there there is a cultural change towards consistency and towards, you know, that, that proper quality of play regardless. And I think that that's a huge part of, of the Jets' success. I also think that one of the keys is that Winnipeg has it on paper too, right? Like this isn't somebody came in, Rick Bonus didn't come in and start spitting unicorns and rainbows and all of a sudden, okay, well, we're a good hockey team. Um, the Jets genuinely have the quality pieces from top to bottom as well. Um, and, you know, whether that's Nemesnikov and Niederreiter's arrival, uh, that trade come, brings back Gabriel Velarde and, Nemesnikov signs his extension not too long after. Niederreiter signs his extension not too long after Hellebuck and Shifley announced theirs. You know, there's a sense to me that not just are the Jets achieving good, you know, they have achieved the level good, um, and even better than that most of the time, but the things that they're doing strike me as a really good retention plan as well. And that's those pending UFAs like they were, I think that applies to Cole Perfetti's next contract as well. We'll see what the UFA defensemen look like or what that looks like heading into next season. But when you build it in a sustainable way where the pieces on paper are good and that buy-in and that team game are good, I think you can talk about the Jets as a, as a more desirable place for their for their younger movement to, to be as well. And there's assuming that they can keep it up for the back half of the season because we're halfway in. Um, there's a lot of long-term gains to be made from this too. You know, and uh, at, in the short term right now, um, and it, listen, it's not short term. I mean, the game tomorrow is game 41. This is going to be the midway point of the season. And, um, you know, we're halfway there um, and the record, the numbers speak for themselves. But there's a lot of things that are actually coming around, I think, as a result of what they've built in that foundation. And I'll point to the third pairing. You mentioned that set up at Dylan Sandberg last night. Like for a long time, we were talking about Sandberg and Schmidt holding their own and well, more than holding their own, basically not getting scored on. I mean, they have been at the top of that chart for goals against in the league all year long. And as we mentioned, yes, they're playing third pairing minutes. That's what third pairings do. Um, Nate Schmidt now has points in three straight games. Sandberg's getting a little bit more involved. And it seems like they now have such a level of confidence in what they're doing defensively, Marat. Even the third pairing defensively is feeling it enough to make a few more plays and getting involved offensively. And I mean, that's another great development that, you know, teams with positive momentum um, have and show. And I mean, we're seeing more of it as this season goes on. Yeah, I mean, first off, and, you know, I've, I've said this many times, yes, Nate Schmidt gets paid a lot, but that pairing wins its minutes. They're up to 13-4 and four on the season, five on five. 13 goals for the Jets, four against the Jets, when those two players are on the ice together at five on five, as per EvolvingHockey.com. That is scorching stuff. That isn't, if, that isn't effective third pair. 
that is excellent third pair. And that they deserve credit for that. Whatever the strengths and weaknesses that are, if you know you see mistakes get made from time to time, that is a substantial advantage that the Winnipeg Jets have rolling them out of that three hole. Um, the other thing, though, to your point, where it's not just they're around, but they're creating good things. And, you know, Schmidt's putting points together. Sandberg's making plays like that. I mean, that is certainly confidence. That is absolutely a confident duo, I would say. And I actually, I kind of feel good for Nate Schmidt about all of that. He put in the work this offseason. He put in a tremendous amount of work, changed some routines and regimens. I was talking to him about it at training camp when, by eye, by the eye test, he had a little extra pop in his step. And for me, Nate Schmidt continues to have excellent offensive instincts. With the puck on his stick in the offensive zone, he can look off a pass. He knows what seems are available to him. He can shoot. He has the tools and the sort of read-making ability to make the right decisions and be dangerous. For me, the thing that's taken him from like a top four excellent defenseman to a third-pairing guy is he's lost a bit of foot speed over the years. And he's not getting into those situations to be as dangerous as his brain and hands know how to be still to this day. And you're seeing his hands deliver. You're seeing his vision deliver of late because he's getting himself into those good spots. And I I didn't, I, I mean, I talked to him after he got hurt during preseason and just the devastation, you know, um, the the pain, the the emotional, oh my goodness, I put in all that work and now this sort of feeling was pretty major coming off the guy at that time. And I think that he tried to fix it all a little bit in a hurry once he got healthy. He was trying to do too much too often on too many shifts. I think now he's settled into his game a little bit more, and you're seeing a lot of great results from him on that third pair. Murata Tash from The Athletic with us on Winnipeg Sports Talk discussing the continuing excellence of the Winnipeg Jets. Um, back to Perfetti for a minute. In your opinion, how far has he progressed since we saw him sort of break out last year and, you know, was putting up some good numbers to now being an important, reliable, contributing member of a top six on an elite NHL team? I mean, check this out. Primary points at even strength are the most repeatable type of point. By primary points, I mean goals and first assists. Second assists, they vary from year to year. Goals and first assists. If a guy's getting a lot of those, genuinely, you can think this is a good offensive player. When you look at the end of the season, you're like, oh, who got 80 points? Who got those massive totals? Often it's because they get enormous minutes at five on five, which Perfetti doesn't, um, or enormous first unit power play minutes, which Perfetti doesn't. Um, so the big totals at the end of the year are still probably a couple years away from him, depending on the opportunity that he gets. But at five on five, his goals per 60 minutes of five on five play and his first assists per minute at five on five are elite. They are among the Jets leaders. If he's not first, he's second. He's literally in that upper echelon of what he's able to create with the minutes that he's got at five on five. And I think that that's, one of the things that we should look at now in terms of a, of a number sense that, you know, we, a, a few years from now, when he's putting together big point totals, we should be able to look back and say, hey, we saw this coming. We saw a little bit of that on the way. And it already to have 29 points in 40 games with the minutes that he's gotten, that's an impressive thing. Um, by, by eye test, one of the things that I think about is 
you know, when he was spinning away from that check in preseason and he got hit and he got hit hard. For me, that was a timing play gone wrong. He thought one thing, uh, it didn't work out the way that he anticipated it was going to work out. And I think that that was a completely normal mistake to make for a guy who had missed the back half or the back portion, pardon me, of last season injured. Now we're seeing what happens when Cole Perfetti plays consistent minutes with health for a full 40 games um, and the amounts of opportunities that he can find on the ice because he's reading the game so well. And, you know, whether that's stepping in a space to bury that goal Sandberg set him up for or on a nightly basis for, I'm going to say the last two, three weeks, he's finding small pockets of ice. He's finding little seams. He's finding nice timing plays. And he's found a lot of chemistry with his linemates, no matter who they've been. I do think this is a case of a player hitting the next step and what's going to be probably several more steps than this over the course of his career. You know, it, it's natural for us to kind of focus in on what a young, talented first-round pick that's known for offense is doing offensively. But what about the other side of his game? I mean, I, I continue to be more and more impressed by his body positioning, his stick work, how he's able to turn the puck over. I mean, he does not look like a guy that is benefiting from Ayafalo and Nemetsnikov being puck demons and them just getting him the puck. He's doing it too. I mean, look at that last second shot block, right? The... The crowd is already roaring its approval for the 5 nothing win, and he's going down to block a shot, and the crowd gets to another level yet. I mean, I think that's classy on the fans uh, to, to notice, even with the little dying second of the game, and, of course, a nice effort play from him. I'm with you on the positioning. I'm with you on the defensive reads. There are plays or like where he's diving into the post to block a pass. Like, you know, was it a week ago now? There are so many moments where you can tell that he cares about the defensive side of the puck as well. And all the things that you mentioned, I'm down. I'm with you there as well. It was a couple games ago now where I saw, um, was it against Chicago? Where he had an exit attempt stuffed and then Chicago came back and scored. I think it was uh, Philip Kurishev. It was a couple of rebounds. Um, And then he's had one more since then where he's had an exit attempt stuffed. And those might be the only ones that we've seen. They stand out by how rare they are. And one of the things that, like, I'm really passionate about defense being partly what you do in the defensive zone, in those battle moments, in those stick positioning, in those body positioning, in that box out, in the read that you make, dropping down, cut that seam play pass off, all of those sorts of things. I also think an enormous part of a defensive impact that a player has is what they do at both blue lines. And you saw, I mean, the one giveaway I'm talking about, it led to a goal against, and you see the negative impact of that. Compared to most players, and compared to most players at his age, though, Cole Perfetti is money at the blue lines. And it's his hockey sense and his read of what plays are available to him and what aren't, where if you watch him nine times out of ten, he's making the right play that gets the puck moving in the, in the correct direction, doesn't make those types of errors that do lead to goals like that one. And I think that's also contributing to why some of his underlying defensive metrics look just freakish for a player of, of the role that he has. I, I know it's so fun to live in the moment, um, and we all should be, because this is an incredible moment in the history of NHL hockey here in Winnipeg. Uh, but how how long until we get a long, uh, a long read in the athletic about what Cole Perfetti's next contract is going to look like? I mean, the homework's being done as we speak. The charts are being made. The... You know, I I think that the Jets have had a good track record 
right? Like Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, Mark Scheifele, you know, when the players have been interested in staying long-term, some of these impact forwards, the Jets have done really well with on those second contracts, um, you know, didn't work out that way with Patrick Laine necessarily, um, or, you know, not everybody goes that route. I, I think that this is a situation where there's a, there's a pretty darn good fit. If Perfetti had had two years or more of this type of production, uh, as opposed to just this one, which, uh, which I'm anticipating getting even better as the, as the year goes on, he might be in line for a really major payday. Uh, I think coming off a one, he'll still be in line for a substantial pay increase. And you can look at some of the young contracts around the NHL in the last few years and, and work that out. And so I've started to do my homework to, to project that. Well, and, and one thing that I'll say is that um, the value of being on a winning team with the vibes around them that, I mean, we saw it in those clips that we played beforehand when they ask him about this team and their focus. And um, there's nothing more fun than, win- than than winning consistently and being great. That is what these guys dream of being. And um, that's why they come to work every day. Um, I would offer that, you know, the Winnipeg Jets and Perfetti whether they're talking about a long-term deal, a short-term deal, something in the middle. I mean, there's a lot of variables that go into that. Um, You might not automatically think, even with the history that you just pointed out of how successful the Jets have been in signing their talented young players to extensions, you might not think it would be that easy, and maybe easy is not the right word that I'm looking for. Um, But I really do think that it will be clear that there will be a want on the Winnipeg Jets to keep Cole Perfetti here for a long time. And I think while things are going the way they are, certainly a real want on Perfetti's side to be um, an impact player that continues to grow in importance in this team for a long time. Um, And starting with a first-place team in the NHL is probably a pretty good selling point for the Winnipeg Jets when they're sitting down to have those talks. Yeah, I think winning and the opportunity to be an important part of that winning I mean, well, I think that's those are the things that drive NHL players outside of, you know, how beautiful it's an absolute winter wonderland in Winnipeg today. I don't know what percentage of your viewers and listeners are from outside the city or outside the province, but it is stunning. It is gorgeous postcard winter stuff in, in the city today. And I'm certain that that is one of the biggest free agent draws to the um, no, what am I saying? The the Jets. Uh, like I, I think that with that Hellebuck and Shifley retention, and again, that relationship and that mentorship that Shifley has going with Perfetti, and you know, I'm sh- certain the dad spent some time together over over the uh, dad's trip and mentor's trip and all of that sort of stuff. Like that, that's a lot to like. Um, if you're Perfetti and you're you you're trying to size up how good the team is going to be, the moves Winnipeg has made of late, I think that gives you some optimism. Um, I might wonder what his low minutes feel like to him. I mean, as a young guy um, at this stage of his career, you know, often his line is the third line or he'll not play towards the end of games and things like that. It might be easy to to see that as a bigger deal than, than it is in the long run because he probably wants to be an even bigger part of, of things given the success that he's had and credit to bonus for that double shift at the end of the game to maybe just in case he gets that hat trick instead he gets that blocked shot. So like, I think he's going to grow even over the course of this season into a role that a young, you know, starring type player might want. Um, And then from there, it's about, about dollars and that. And, you know, maybe 
the, they can come together on a, on a long-term deal because the fit is so good and the quality of player in person is so good and all those sorts of things. Or maybe, and I haven't talked to Cole Perfetti about this, I should be clear, but maybe, you know, it's true that when players put together multiple years of big offense, they get paid better than off of one year. So I don't know if there's a chance that he thinks to himself, hey, if I do this a couple more times, that next contract could be bigger. My guess is Winnipeg tries to find a way to do this long term because uh, because the fit is so good. Well, that'll be a, that's a conversation for a later date. But just considering we're talking as much about Perfetti right now, we do think about the future and. Uh, I think it would be almost unanimous of uh, Jet fans that are with us today live in the YouTube chat here on Winnipeg Sports Talk that uh, everybody wants to see 91 uh, out there for a a long, long time as a Winnipeg Jet. Um, uh, our our pal Connor Harabchak is actually going to be in with me on the show for Remus on Friday. Looking forward to that. Drop this one in his latest piece. Uh, and it's just on the five-on-five numbers for the Winnipeg Jets. And this is Money Pucks tracking. Five on five, the Jets are 1.63 goals against per 60 minutes. In context, number two in the league is the Florida Panthers at 2.01. No team in the NHL has been under 1.7 since the 2014 Kings, who also happen to be the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, You sort of run out of superlatives for the way the Winnipeg Jets are playing as a team and combined with the brilliant goaltending of Hellebuck and Brassois putting up these numbers that got better last night after Hellebuck's second shutout of the year. Um, Murat, I, I, I imagine you're probably getting a lot more questions in the inbox, texts and calls from friends about what's happening and colleagues about what's happening in Winnipeg. How do you describe the defensive brilliance of this club and what's all making it go on uh, on a nightly basis where we pretty much know what we're getting uh, every single time they drop the puck? Yeah, I mean, that stat from Money Puck is wild to me. And uh, yeah, absolutely wild. I should, I'll start with that. Evolving Hockey has the Jets' seventh best in expected goals against at five on five per minute. Natural Stat Trick, I think, has it at eighth, if I've got that right. So I don't know what the difference in model is. I don't pay as much attention to money puck. I don't know what has made that so particularly wild in an, in an amazing way, really, quite frankly. So that's worth digging into. That's so interesting. Um, in, in, terms of, in terms of how I explain it, I mean, I look at the... I look at the way, and I've written about this, you know, at the site recently, I think I was asked, you know, what's the biggest difference on the ice in terms of actual strategy? And, you know, I I clipped together some things. I look at the way that Winnipeg protects the middle of the ice, particularly in the defensive zone, where they have figured out the zone defense that Rick Bonus has asked. At no point do you see bad habits creep in and players accidentally end up in man-to-man situations where they're not supposed to. So with the consistency of excellence protecting the middle of the ice, you always see two defensemen and, you know, usually the center or whoever the first forward back is handling the middle of the ice in an intelligent, well-organized way. So that is a big difference. You can look at it year over year, the consistency with which the Jets do that. That's what they're being asked to do. They, they really do cut down on those dangerous chances from the middle. There's also the commitment aspect of things where um, we I talk about this one example of just – the defensemen know the forwards are coming back hard each time, not most of the time, not some of the time. And that gives them such leeway to step up at the blue line and stop entry opportunities 
And think of how good Neil Pionk is playing this season, a step forward for him. Um, he's one of those players where certainly I think his mobility was impacted. I, I really continue to think he had a foot thing going on last year. Um, but the the speed with which Winnipeg uh, stops transition offense, the, the speed within the shift, like they get early stops, which means they're not getting grinded down in, in their own zone for an extended period of time. And it's been told to me by uh, by someone who has proprietary data that Winnipeg is among the toughest teams to get offense against after extended zone time because they're protecting the middle of the ice so well. I just, I think it goes back to habits. I think that there is something that unlocks when every player knows without fail that that right decision is going to be made. And I think the Jets are reaping the rewards of that. You know, I was talking to um, some of the guys uh, after the game last night, uh, Paulie Edmonds and Mitch Clinton, and then fired off a text to Browner to uh, get confirmation on uh, on just the details of how this All-Star game works. And we know Hellebuck's going there. Um, just looking at, you know, the avalanche of votes and some of the other markets for players, there probably won't be another skater of the Winnipeg Jets be there. And you can judge that for what it's worth. I'm sure the guys will take the time off and enjoy wherever they're going. But I'm pretty sure, and I don't have this exact because I'm not sure whether it's at the end of Friday or at the end of Saturday, but if the Jets can beat the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow, um, it's all but assured that Rick Bonus will be representing the Winnipeg Jets as an all-star coach. And as much as we can single out individual players for what they've done, I'm not sure there might be a more deserving all-star or team because we'll definitely include Scott Arneal in that group. Um of being all-star worthy. You know, I think we all know that there's probably absolutely nothing to do as a coach at the all-star game, considering the competition. Um, but I can't think of something that would be more appropriate and a person that would be more appropriate in addition to Hellebuck as representing Winnipeg for what this team has done than uh, Bones that's um, been a part of this game for so long. And to my understanding, and I believe we talked about this last year, the Jets lost that last day and ended up falling just behind Dallas uh, a first time to be a part of the All-Star festivities. Um, it, it couldn't be more perfect if this goes the way it looks like it's going to. Yeah, I, I remember it the same way. And he sort of had the rug pulled out from under him by the Jets' struggles in January to sort of maintain that that hot start. Um, and it's just wild to think about how much better systemically the Jets are this this year than last um, through to this point of the season, and you sort of believe in it to last because uh, because they've played so well. You know, you think of Rick Bonus for me. I mean, what could what could possibly keep a coach in it to this extent uh, at this stage of his career? And for me, that's pure love. It's pure passion. It's pure love of the game. It's chasing that Stanley Cup that you know. Um, has eluded him and, of course, the Winnipeg Jets organization. And, you know, consider what he's gone through. He comes into a situation where he's got to sort of initiate a culture change. He takes a captaincy away. That's not easy. Inch by inch, he gets accountability throughout more of the lineup. Um, he sees a hot start, just erode. You know, the, the sandcastle crumbles towards the back half of the season a bit of an easy out for Vegas, the lack of pushback, and okay, well, what's next? Um, continues to put in the hard work, starts off this season, okay, um, the team looks improved through camp, and there's lots of things to like. 
And then his wife experiences a seizure and he's, you know, made to, to leave the team to be with her because obviously family first and he wanted to be there with her at an important time in their lives. And then to come back from that and say, okay, well, still got a mission here. And to see that team rise to first place in the National Hockey League, like that's, that's epic stuff. This is storybook stuff. This is movie making stuff um, for Rick Bonus here. If it ends up that the team, you know, takes the club option, he's around for a third season as Jets coach, great. He'll have earned it. If this is where it ends for him in the Winnipeg Jets, well, then can you imagine a better last dance than how he set things up for himself so far with obviously the team uh, deserving a, a huge portion of that? That's incredible. And I think that put all those things together, of course, an all-star nod and selection would make sense for him based on the Jets' success so far. Just poor guy. He's got to go to the sunny beaches of Toronto instead of wherever else he might have planned. Well, um, you know what? It, it will be, and it will be as popular uh, an ad to the All Star crew um, for the hockey world as you could possibly have. And uh, as I say, we're waiting to we're waiting to wear the bones chains uh, once that is uh, a lock, <laughs> if you will. Um, listen, before we go. We have talked so much, and more and more people around the league, and you see the league putting out these numbers. The Jets do it again, 30 straight games, allowing three goals or less. Um, what people aren't talking about that, in my opinion, might be actually even more impressive. Marat, since the Jets had that tough last five minutes against the Oilers, on November 30th, they have not allowed more than two goals in regulation in a game. The only time since November 30th the team has scored three goals against Winnipeg was that game against Montreal, which was a 2-2 tie in regulation, and Montreal scored a power play goal in overtime to beat the Jets and get the extra point. What's more impressive, the 30 straight with three or more or 17 straight with two goals or less in 60 minutes. I mean, do I like chocolate ice cream better? <laughs> or like, it's all it's all delicious. It's all, that's all impressive. I mean, I, I guess for me, it's that two goal streak. If, you, if, you're, if you're making me choose. It, me too. I also gravitate towards it because November 30th is my birthday. I like the idea of the city being happy <laughs> on something that sort of begins roughly around then. Um, yeah, I think that that's, that's, I mean, so much of what the Jets have done this season is superlative stuff. And that in particular in this era, I mean, check it out. Like the last five or six straight seasons in the NHL, shooting percentage has gone up, save percentage has gone down. Like more goals are generally being scored. Um, and yet Winnipeg is doing what it's doing. And it's not, I mean, for the first time, it's not Connor Hellebuck is the only reason for this. Not, and that's a stretch, but you know, there they are contributing to the goaltender's success as much as the goaltender's excellence is, is keeping them afloat. And it's just, it's something to watch. It's something to enjoy, you know, the way that they support each other and the way that they've seemed to have bought into everything and the idea that everybody wants to be here and all that, all that good stuff. I mean, to, to sort of end maybe where we started like Sandberg and Perfetti, I would watch that sitcom 100%. I would. But one of the neat things about the Winnipeg Jets and the success they've had is that 
you could say that about so many of these guys. They're they're really feeling it, and the success that they've had have uh, have brought out a a lot of greatness and positivity, not just in them in the room, but in in the city at large. I'm all for it. Well, and, and you know, at that point you just made. I mean, I uh, listen. We've been obsessing over this team since game one in 2011. And we all remember the team that still on paper might be the best. I mean, the 17-18 team, when you think about the right side of that blue line with Buff and with Truba and Tyler Myers playing your third pairing, it's a pretty special group. But when you think of a team where every single player is having a hand in these victories, everyone feels a part of it, um, and a level of consistency that we've never seen before, um, these are... uh, these are fun and special times right now. Um, and listen, it, we know that it kind of does start with Hellebuck back in net. And the goaltenders have been brilliant. And I know Sean talked to Rennie before on this program, and he's certainly mentioned a bunch of times that it does feel different this year because of how well the team has been playing in front of the goaltending that they haven't had to, certainly Hellebuck hasn't had to make as many 10-bell saves and bail the team out the way he has in the past that maybe helped him get more noticeable when it comes to a Vesna trophy in this market. Um, but how do you balance how brilliant the goaltenders have been with how much the team in front of them has had a hand in being the number one team in goals against and uh, starting our Jennings watch on WST? Yeah, I mean, goaltenders deserve credit. They're in there. They're playing great. And, you know, Jennings watch is real. If he was goals against, is, is an incredible incredible impressive thing um at the same time i've actually i've had really good conversations with both connor hellebuck and Lauren brassois in the in the last little while and you know hellebuck flat out i have both of them have flat out said like they're substantially impressed by the defensive commitment and the team effort that has gone into changing their lives a little bit this year and you know i think hellebuck is a tell it like it is sort of i mean they both are but like connor hellebuck we've had for so many years in this market and he tells things like they are when he talks about the degree of defensive commitment and how that's changing his uh, his gameplay to that effect. Like, I believe it. And to, to see with our eyes as well, like the degree to which like Winnipeg's wingers used to not do uh, this is that's cruel. But I was going to say used to not do anything defensively. That's not exactly true. But their impact was minimal compared to other teams. And now you're watching like two a man. They're all they're all patrolling their lane. They're all um, dropping down when the puck's on the other side. They're all watching for seam passes. They're all doing those things. And you know you add that all up, like one percent at a time, one little decision at a time, one chance prevented at a time. And I think that Winnipeg can like can take credit aside from its goaltenders for the defensive excellence and. That's one. That's perhaps the single best storyline, most impressive, most sustainable sounding storyline for me of the Jets season. Marat, love the piece this week. And uh, listen, as I said, uh, whether you are on Winnipeg Sports Talk, whether you're at your local coffee shop, whether you're grabbing one at your local bar, everyone's talking about this team. And uh, as great as the vibes are with the team right now, uh, that's spreading to uh, the citizens of this city and this fan base. And uh Man, these conversations are fun. Can't wait to do it again with you next week. Have a great uh, next few days. Enjoy the games, and uh, we'll talk to you after the team finishes this road trip and actually has a couple days off to practice before hitting the road. Yeah, imagine, imagine. Thanks for having me, Huss, as always. Thank you so much.
Great stuff. There's Murat Atesh. Uh, head over to The Athletic. Murat's latest is entitled, The Winnipeg Jets are first in the NHL. Here's why you should believe in them. Worth every cent of your subscription over at The Athletic. And, of course, give them a follow on Twitter at WPG Marat. Um, all right. Hey, we had such a great time last night. I want to, again, give a shout-out to Lucas, who was our winner. He and his brother joined us in uh, – that play now uh, section last night. <clears throat> it was uh, phenomenal. We had great food. And uh, of course, there was a few little brown jugs enjoyed by the fellows at the game last night. Uh, 1919 and generic lager now available at the arena. Craft Beer Corner in section 126 downstairs behind that the beautiful renovations they've done to that Ticketmaster Lounge. And upstairs in section 310. And right now, while you're cheersing wins with your buddies, do it with Winnipeg's favorite local beer and generic on sale now. Eight packs of Tall Boys 1919 at your local Manitoba Liquor Mart. And uh, by the way, don't forget to check them out online at littlebrownjug.ca with local delivery options. And uh, best place to do is pop by and see them on William Avenue. Enjoy it all right from the tap. And uh, check out the amazing merchandise they've got out at Little Brown Jug as well. Hey, speaking of merchandise, uh, I know I mean, Jet fans couldn't be more excited right now. I have a feeling there's plenty of decisions being made on jerseys to be purchased to get ready for the second half of the season and uh, hopefully a long playoff run here in the city. You know where to do that. Royal Sports, the sports superstore in Winnipeg. Thousands of pieces of Jets merchandise, including many exclusives you won't find anywhere else. All of the jerseys professionally crested with your favorite player's name and number. Um, so get on down and get ready for the second half of the season at Royal Sports. While you're there, check out their big bomber merchandise section. NFL, just in time for the playoffs. Uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, International Soccer, the biggest and best hockey section in town, and tons of other great things to dominate winter, including the best skate selection, getting out on the rink, getting out on the river, and, of course, snowboards, boots, and bindings as well. It's all at Royal Sports. 750 Pemina Highway. Follow them on Instagram as well, at Royal Sports Pemina, for the latest merchandise drops and sale information. And, uh, listen, a quieter night in the NHL tonight. We don't have Thursday night football anymore, but it doesn't matter. The Jets are back at it tomorrow night. And if you're not going to be part of a near-capacity crowd tomorrow with the Blackhawks in town, the next best place to enjoy your Winnipeg Jets is your local Boston pizza. Of course, the game's on the big screen with big sound. And, of course, you'll be able to uh, enjoy ice-cold schooners, the world-famous BP Wings, gourmet pizzas, and more. Proud supporter of the Jets is BP. And, hey, if you're staying at home tonight, you can always get the great taste of Boston pizza Fresh, hot, and delivered to your door by ordering online at bostonpizza.com. And, hey, while it is cold outside, I should mention, we're uh, looking ahead to uh, hopefully a long playoff run, which will end as we're basically almost into summer. I know that's a long ways away, but uh, that's the plan if you're planning to win the Cup. Um, but speaking of summer... Check out AkinsLake.com if you're thinking about a world-class fly-in fishing experience where you can be on the water in less than two hours from the city of Winnipeg. As great as the world-class fishing is, 
the incredible hospitality of the Turin family and the Aikens team is even better. Uh, they're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, X, whatever you want to call all your social medias at Aikens Lake. Uh, but find out now about availability, which is filling up for the upcoming season at Aikens Lake Wilderness Lodge. All right, Reem, um, we, uh, I do want to get to a couple of other stories, including a very, uh, shall I say, cryptic tweet from Brady Oliveira, which uh, we'll touch on. But why don't we wrap our Jets conversation with uh, a little bit more from uh, today's practice. It sounds like we got a little audio from Neil Pionk and uh, some good stuff from Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah, Neil Pionk, Nikolai Ehlers. These are great questions to have. What's it What's it feel like being in first place, guys? How are you feeling? And, of course, they're all feeling uh, pretty good, I would imagine. But I think, you know, they're in, in the back of their mind, you, know, you do remember a bit of last year. Ehlers spoke about that. It's just an optional skate today. Shout out to Mitch Clinton t- uh, tweeting this out. Pionk, Ehlers, Toninato, the players skating from yesterday. Gustafson, Kyle Connor, still in non-contact yellow. Stanley, Hanela, Brossois also out there. So it wasn't anything major today. You know, we're getting the Kyle Connor questions every day. When's he coming back? When's he coming back? He's on week four of a six to eight week recovery. That was what uh, Bones said yesterday. So kind of just counting down. But I mean, what's what's the Jets record with? Kyle Connor. I mean, he can take as long as he wants to come back, Huss. I mean, you want to see him 100%, but I've seen some conspiracy theorists in the chat saying, yeah, Kyle Connor should just get ready, you know, first game of the playoffs so his salary doesn't count <laughs> in the regular season. <laughs> All right, guys, let's pump the let's pump the brakes a little bit. Well, uh, to be honest, uh, to answer your question, Kyle Connor was injured on the 10th of December against the Ducks. They still won that game 4-2. The next game playing without Connor was the game that they couldn't score on Mackenzie Blackwood and lost 2-1 in regulation to the Sharks. And I think at that point, there was some nerves setting in. Wow, you know, it's been a nice run, but, you know, what happens now? Second game of the back-to-back against the Kings. That might have been the most impressive game of the season. Bouncing back from a two-goal deficit, the Velarde, uh, Ehlers, Shifley line taking over and winning 5-2. Since then, they have played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And then uh, they've played 13 games in total. And they have one loss. Uh, so start that off. So 14 games in total, one loss uh, in regulation, and two in overtime. So they have... Uh, 24 of a possible 28 points playing without Kyle Connor. And I don't know if anybody could have possibly imagined that. Another big opportunity to uh, get to uh, 26 and 30 without KFC tomorrow when the Blackhawks come to town. And I know everyone looks, myself included, at that roster and go, that is an NHL team. Um, But it sounds like the Oilers did that last night. They only got 15 shots against Chicago. So, hey, it's still the National. You still got to be ready to play and... I imagine the Jets will be ready to play as they've been every night this year, uh, getting to the top of the league. Um, let's do the the Neil Pionk one first because you sort of mentioned, you know, the Jets. Um, you know, wh- where are their heads at right now? With um, you know, a lot of people finally paying attention to this team, um, and when they look at the standings in the dressing room, 
uh, and on their phones. They're number one, looking down at 31 other teams. Here's Neil Pionk on the mindset as the top team in the NHL right now. We have to have the mindset that we are the best team in the league, and then we go into that game every single night with that confidence. Um, if the team's going to bring their A game, that's great, and, and we want that. We want that challenge. Um, it doesn't change our mentality or preparation, though. What's that feeling like to be the best team in the league? Awesome. Uh, I haven't felt in a while. Um, last time I think I felt was probably second year of college. We had one of the best teams in the country, and, and it was a great feeling throughout the entire year from October all the way until the end. So um, we're on that kind of roll right now. All right, some great stuff from Neil Pionk. And, uh, yeah, you have to have that uh, attitude. They've earned it. Um, and now, um, you know, they, it's funny. They have walked the walk already. Uh, and I'm not saying they need to start talking the talk and telling everyone about it, but um, they need to believe it. And it seems like they're believing exactly that. Here's some good stuff from Ehlers. We'll start it off uh, just with a reaction to the Shifley injury uh, last night, which uh, certainly scared a lot of people in the stands, I can tell you that. I mean that's always relieving. Uh, you know you you don't want to see guys out at all, um, and you know a, a puck up high, the JMO uh, slap shot is 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 not fun. So um, it's good to see him this morning and and him feeling fine. All right, um, you know, and of course, there was a, a collective sigh of relief that you could literally hear in the building uh, when Shifley came out to celebrate with his teammates afterwards, one of the great moments of uh, many last night in the 5 nothing win. Um, here's some more on Ehlers, and, and this is, uh, you know, Ehlers' thoughts on the Jets' um, need to, you know, keep the foot on the gas after uh, experience um, a real drop-off last year right around this time after a similarly nice start, although not quite to this level. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone saw what happened last year around this time, and, and you know, we have enough guys from last year to, to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, I do think that we can play a lot smarter, a lot better than we did last night um, in one or two games on, on the road here, the past road trip, so which is also pretty exciting. So, yeah, like, it's got to be exciting to have that kind of unlock potential that you guys as a team kind of know is there still to unlock, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yesterday we got into the rush game with them uh, for quite a while. And, you know, you play against a team like that that has a lot of skill, a lot of speed. You don't, you don't want to play the rush game, and, and that's not the game that we want to play. It's not the game that we've been successful with, but when you have a goalie or goalies like we do, they uh, they bail you out once in a while, and, and they did that yesterday. So um, that's something that we got to clean up. But knowing that we have a few steps still um, and playing the way we are is uh, that is pretty exciting. Now, of course, and you know what, uh, you know that. Um... Those steps certainly would be uh, continued improvement on special teams. We're starting to see those come around right now. PK's been really good lately. Uh, a couple recent power play goals, good-looking power plays. I mean, you don't score every time, even when you're on it. Um, but, you know, what will this team look like if uh, uh, those units get into the top half of the league considering what the team's doing at 5-on-5? Five five? Here's one more from Ehlers. Um, and this is about what they're getting from their opponents every night. 
Um, when you're the top dogs in the standings, teams come in and they're ready to go. They're not overlooking you on any night. Here's what he had to see about getting every opponent's A game and uh, being uh, at the top of the standings. Um, I think it's great. Um, that's how it should be, and, and you know they're getting ours. Um, we're playing well. We're playing. Um, we're playing defensively really well. Um, so. You know, we got to be ready from, from puck drop every single game. Um, but I think we showed that we're ready to play these uh, these gritty games as well, and, and uh, we do pretty well in those. What's it like being a first-place team? What's that feeling like as a player? Uh, it's pretty fun. Um, you know, like you mentioned before, we still haven't accomplished anything. Um, we're not even halfway through the season yet um, so it's a matter of being able to not get comfortable and keeping it going and playing the right way and, and moving towards something uh, every single time we step out on the ice so uh, that's something we've been able to do and, and that's something we, that we got to keep doing. Man, he's been awesome lately that was Nikolai Ehlers talking about uh, what it's like being the uh, the target for 31 other teams in the National Hockey League. Um, uh, some good news, Remo, just coming across the uh, across the wire about a uh, top Jets prospect that's going to be going to an all-star game of his own. Yeah, you know, with all this uh, hype about the Jets and Connor Hellebuck being an all-star, the Manitoba Moose uh, are going, but they have one player going to the AHL all-star game, Brad Lambert, 2024 all-star classic, and San Jose uh, this year has tied for the Moose League. Nice lead in scoring 24 points 11 goals 13 assists in 26 games this season as 11 goals lead the club is 0.92 points per game lead the club he's rookie has tied for six among rookies in scoring and fifth among rookies uh in goals so nice you know we wondered how would brad lambert adjust to the north american game and seems to be doing just fine here with the moose named an all-star after having a a wild year Last year, Huss, with uh, what he started here, then he went you know, to Finland, then he went to juniors, then he was tearing up the WHL with Seattle, and uh, he's fitting in full-time with the Moose, and look, first-round pick in 2022, 30th overall. Thank you, uh, the Andrew. Thank you to the Rangers for making the conference final that year, and, yep. a- and Andrew Kopp for getting them there because he had a great playoffs, and the Jets were certainly rewarded uh, by picking up that extra first-round pick. And selecting Brad Lambert. So I'm curious what happens with him going forward. Or will Brad Lambert be one of those names dangled around uh, at the trade deadline when the Jets look to make some upgrades if they decide to? Because, you know, it's funny. A lot of trade bait lists come out. We talked with David Pagnotta the fourth period last week. They had theirs. Frank Cervalli put out theirs. And it almost feels weird, Hustler, looking <laughs> at these trade bait boards. Where are the Jets? Well, yeah, not seeing... The Jets on any of them last year is oh how many Jets are on your trade board board trade bay board three four five <laughs> and now it's like the Jets are the team oh they would be interested in acquiring uh, these players on the trade bait board so wow things have changed here you know from a year ago to today. It is wild. Hey, give a big. Uh, I'm gonna give a thanks to a uh, Rick's bunch one. 
who just became a supporter, a member of the WST chat. Rick's Bunch, thanks so much for doing that. Gang, if you want to, it's a great way to support the channel. It's just two bucks a month. And you can use all our great emojis Remus has created, including the bones emojis, which we'll be throwing in repeatedly uh, after hopefully the rest of the work is done to confirm bones as the other all-star representative of the Winnipeg Jets, along with Connor Hellebuck in Toronto, that will be finalized this weekend. And I think the Jets can pretty much put a bow on it if they can beat the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow. Now, um, Remo, I do want to touch on, uh, we'll get to the cool bet lines for the games. We had a fun time kicking it around today on the lock shop because there is and has been some uh, movement in the NFL lines and some big NFL news. Um, but, hey, you just mentioned Brad Lambert. Speaking of prospects, we are hooking up with Rucker McGrory, I believe, later on today. So we'll have that for you in the next couple of days. And uh, also your favorite Jet dad, Chuck Kellebuck. Um, can't wait to talk to him in the next couple of days. So uh, we're going to be rolling on this program. Make sure to join us Thursday and Friday, uh, along with our regulars, Billick, Rewicki, Ken Weeb, Hacksaw, uh, but Rutger McGrory and Brad Lambert er, and, uh, excuse me, Chuck Hellebuck in the next couple of days. Um, Remo, let's quickly get to the Bombers. And I can't wait to see what the chat thinks of this. Um, Brady Oliveira with a very, uh, do we want to call this a cryptic yeah. tweet? Is this, is this negotiating in public? Um, fire it up. Let's show it to everyone. And uh, they can, uh, I'll be looking. That's the why not question of the day. What do you think of this tweet, Bomber fans? And uh, how does that make you feel about uh, where things are at with the CFL's most outstanding Canadian and Winnipeg's own Brady Oliveira? Okay, so here's the initial tweet. And first of all, shout out to Mr. Hammerdance, uh, becoming a supporter of WST. Everyone's Hammerdance, thank you. But uh, CFL tweets out rushing king, most outstanding Canadian, free agent. The sky's the limit for Brady Oliveira, but where? And Brady, quote, tweeted the CFL and writes, hmm, where should I end up? Using the, like, hmm emoji and then using the money bag emoji. And we talked yesterday, Kyle Walters speaking to the media um, do it through a call and saying, you know, they need to figure out what's going on with Brady and Dalton Schoen pretty soon or they're gonna have to come up with alternate plans and i don't i don't know what's gonna happen gonna happen here has this tweet doesn't i don't know if you're the bomber i guess he's saying hey bombers give me you know pay up here i don't know where will him writing where will i end up is <laughs> doesn't make you feel great if you're the bombers right or is he trying to push well, for dollars let's uh, let's uh, let's ask uh, the he chat could say uh, in the why not question of the day for not autocorp over at Waverly and McGilvery. Uh, what do you think? It's your boy Bruce says Brady's betting on himself. Well, it just looks like Brady wants to get paid. And I don't think anyone will be begrudge him of that. But is this a little bit of posturing on social media to maybe put a little bit more of a squeeze on the bombers? Or is this just a young man having a little bit of fun ahead of potentially going to free agency. I, I really do wonder what it will take from the Bombers to get his name on a contract before February 13th, where I'm sure his phone will be ringing from many other CFL teams 
uh, if he doesn't have a deal with this hometown team, Winnipeg? I'm reading the comments. Someone says, is he going to sign with Saskatchewan as payback for when Dembski signed here? Uh, um, who I think BA split rights. That's BS. He should zip it and, you know, not have this play out in public. For me, I kind of like that he's tweeting this. Gives us some CFL content to talk about. Um, and then someone speculated that maybe the Bombers are trying to lowball him and he's trying to use the public to get him some more dollars. I don't know how this is going to play. We know it's challenging for the Bombers to fit all these players under the salary cap. Definitely. I, no offense to Brady, I think running back is kind of a replaceable position compared to that's how it's been viewed in the NFL recently. And it's actually a bit of a problem with the running backs union. That's uh, a Derek Taylor take, that's for sure. Probably but, why DT voted for Chad Kelly for MOP. As uh, <laughs> goes as goes back to our show. I mean, in but you Hamilton can't argue the Great Cup. His stats were more outstanding than any other running back, and probably and Chad Kelly was not even the most outstanding quarterback in the league. I think we can agree with that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here, us, but it's uh, it's fascinating. I'd like to see him back in the Bombers. It meant a lot to their team, but you know. Who would you? Ra- you're gonna have to make some tough decisions. I mean, if you're gonna pick him, or sh- can you pick him or Shone? Who are you picking? Well, you know what? Dusty Stanley- asked me that today in the lock shop. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he asked me that today in the lock shop, and I had to think about it. And I mean, there is part of me that sort of does agree that there's a ton of great running backs out there. No, are they Canadian? Are they from Winnipeg? Which is even cooler. Not necessarily that it helps the ratio more than having a guy from BC or from Ontario. Um, Dalton Schoen has had two, like a historically good start to his career with Winnipeg. Uh, and the CFL is <clears throat> predominantly a passing league. The absence of Dalton Schoen changes the Bombers um, pretty significantly. <laughs> to me, it's about 50-50. I know that's a bit of a cop-out. Um, but put it this way, it's not automatically Brady. Uh, I, I will say that, and that's with all due respect to the incredible season he's had, or just had, and what he's done for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But, you know, when we think about him as a Canadian player and as a hometown guy, I think we automatically give the nod. Um, but there's certainly an argument for Dalton Schoen. Uh, bottom line is, hopefully they can get both of the guys back, and Kyle Walters said yesterday as much that that is a priority. Let's get a little feedback to the uh, why not question of the day in chat. By the way, takes. shout out Mr. Mr. Hammerdance immediately becoming a member and dropping the KFC emojis, the Jets emojis. Uh, always great to see that. And uh, shout out to all the members. We really do appreciate the support. And it's great to see you all having a good time in chat with your differently colored microphones beside your name. <clears throat> all right. So here we go. Kevin Kowalik sounds like Brady getting lowballed going to let court of public opinion negotiate for him. Uh, Jay Miller, get the bag, Brady. Key, just public negotiation. He'll be back. Has more to gain outside of football in Winnipeg than anywhere else. <laughs> Bravo, Brian. Manitoba has the most dogs worth rescuing. So hopefully he chooses to stay here. Um, Christopher Met, yes, as Remus mentioned, Ryder's going to throw a bag of money at him as payback for Dembski. Or he says it doesn't sound promising. Um, Waiters Johnny Augustine come on down. Uh, Mistro, I think he ends up back with the Bombers. 
And uh, Brown Eyed Girl MJD, uh, they need to keep Brady. Just got out of my meeting, late to the party, but they need to keep Brady. Um, Ernie Thies, and I don't enjoy players doing this online. Maybe just me. And uh, a whole bunch. Doug Phil, pay Brady. Simple. Nike's, uh, Sykes Knife, bad Brady. <laughs> uh, let Leslie Mischuck, Brady should get paid. Hopefully the Bombers can find a way to get him signed, get her done. I think he's trying to push for money. Uh, and uh, a whole bunch of other uh, many, many funny shots. But um, bottom line, Scardi, trade him for one year to a team that is a porous O-line. Well, there's no trades. I mean, this is trying to re-sign a guy. He's a free agent coming up next month. Um, so uh, Nelson Fernandez, never pay a RB. Is that Derek Taylor's burner account? No, it isn't. But uh, we know you, Nelson. You're always around here. Uh, and then uh, BA splits getting wound up. All caps. Hey, Brady, don't dismiss your O-line and QB. I don't think he's doing that. But at the same time, and, and I'll, I'll say this in his defense, Remo. I mean, not that he needs any defending. I mean, this is an interesting tweet that gets people talking. But we think of the injury that he had early on in his career that cost him the majority of his season. Like, football... Period. Professional football is an incredibly fleeting uh, profession where it can be over in a play. The running back position, even more so. This could be the one time in Brady Oliveira's career that he's able to, to use the term, secure the bag, um, get what he certainly has earned. And, um, you know, and it would suck if he went somewhere else but when you've got a career that averages one or two years, um, and I know hopefully he'll have an Andrew Harris-like career, which goes down with some of the greats of this game, never mind the passport. Um, this is a pretty crucial time for that young man, and with everything that he's done for the Bombers, he deserves to be compensated. You just hope it can work out in the best interest of both the player and the team, and of course this community that uh, loves him so much. Yeah, it's interesting to note that, you know, the off-ice or off-field opportunities may be more here in Winnipeg, but I agree. If you're Brady Oliveira, you know, careers are limited for any football player. you got to, as they say, secure the bag. And, for you know, for him, he wanted to see what the O-line was. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I, I do agree. Running back, Unfortunately for running backs, their position has shown to be replaceable, but if you had to pick between shown and Brady, what they already have, you know, Kenny Lawler, they already have, you know, Dembski. Um, how are they going to afford all these guys under the caps? And I think for Brady, what's going for him too is, you know, so much of the Bombers ratio has been tied to having a Canadian at running back. And Great point. And there's and a they, big value in that. And there's certainly value in that. And I think, you know, maybe they do go with him. Uh, I don't know. It'd be, it would suck to see Schoen and you know, another jersey or one of the, either one of them. So uh, big decisions here for Kyle Wars. And, yeah, we're both kind of fencing here because, I don't know, this, what is this, the the Bombers version of Shankly or Hellbuck? What are you going to do? <laughs> well, you know how that ended up. So, they, got, they both stayed, yeah. <laughs> they signed them both. They signed them both. Um, uh, me, you know, just popped into the chat. Um, and you know what? We've been talking about a lot of things, but we haven't discussed this, so no need to apologize the Jets have four guys in the top 10 for plus minus as of today. Morrissey and DeMello as partners. What an incredible pairing those guys are and a season they're having. 
Vlad Nemetsnikov, and Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, Jush07 obviously has been drinking. Remy, you, Remus, you rule. Is he that what he's talking rule, to me? Actually, folks. Well, I'm, it's basically your name just without the S. I'm pretty sure they would be talking to you. Nice. Who, who else would that be? I just don't get compliments that often. It's usually people, uh, some call me Mailhouse on Friday. I'm still hurting from that one. Because <laughs> of the glasses? I am sure it was... Uh, I'm sure it was, it was a, a, a labor uh, or a reference of love. Um, but, um, but hey, listen, we thank everyone. You know, thanks for that super chat from uh, um, Dan. Dork. Yes, indeed. And um, listen, uh, great to see a few more members in. Uh, gotta love those mics. And gotta love those emojis. Well, and uh, thing- we will be dropping the Bones emojis on Friday. I, I gotta I put some... It. Yeah, people are asking me about new emojis. Actually... We're coming up on uh, two years of having the membership function, so there's going to be a number of people who will be getting the gold mic, and then I have to come up with what happens after the gold mic for next year. So we're yes. going to have to do some yes. major shout-outs for our um, – well, it's going to be the third anniversary of Winnipeg Sports Talk in March, which is hard to believe. That is hard to believe. There's a lot of thing that's hard to, uh, things that are yes. hard to believe right now. We've been doing this for almost three years. March 8th will be the big day. And uh, at the same time, your Winnipeg Jets are the number one team in the National Hockey League. And man, these shows have never been more fun. It was Son of Dork who dropped that super chat in. Thanks a lot there, Son of Dork. (laughs) Um, All right, let's get to the cool bet lines today. What's going on? We only got three games in the NHL tonight. Had a busy, busy night last night. Um, a little less so this evening. It's the Habs and Flyers starting it off at 6.07. I can't wait to have Brandon on this week uh, because, of course, we'll be talking Jets, but Brandon's a big Flyers guy and very interesting. Uh, very interested to hear his reaction to the cutter Goche situation and subsequent trade for Jamie Drysdale in a second. Uh, but the Flyers, you don't want to be a Flyer. We don't want you. Uh, and I respect it. Um, certainly I think we often feel the same way with people that, uh, the few that have said they didn't want to be a Winnipeg jet like Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is now on the fourth line in LA and getting absolutely roasted by Kings fans nonstop. Uh, but the Kings, sorry, the Flyers minus 175 favorites tonight against Les Habitants, uh, Habs plus 147 underdogs, the Dallas Stars are minus 203 home favorites against your second favorite team, Mm -hmm. the Minnesota Wild, the Mid-Asota Mild. Um, Wild are plus 171, and the Stars are minus 203. Uh, It was Matthew Murray, not to be confused with Matt Murray, who had the shutout against the Wild earlier this year. Uh, and then we will see a cool one. And it looks like Aiden Hills coming back to the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. They are in Colorado to take on the Avalanche. The uh, Knights, I think, are, what, 3-7 and seven in their last 10? Uh, Logan Thompson's day-to-day right now. That'll be a big boost to get their Stanley Cup winning goaltender back in the net tonight. Um, and considering where things are, certainly in the Central Division, pulling for Vegas to get the upset tonight. They're plus 126. The Avalanche minus 148. We didn't do a partner parlay today with only the three games. Uh, the uh, the EST guys did one, though. Uh, it was a basketball one. Raptors, or sorry, Golden State to win, and the Raptors plus 10.5. Uh, 
by the way, you know, we've got, oh, geez, it's already 3.20. Maybe we don't have time for that. All-time rant by Darko yesterday. We, we Raptors can end, got so hosed. We yeah, can let's end with finish that. with that. Um, uh, okay, so anyways, here we are. Uh, exclusives today. If you just want to go chalk, Flyers, Stars, and Abs to win, it's plus 3.15 in the exclusives. Uh, they got a finish finishers one, Rupee Hints and Miko Ranton, and both to score, plus 430. Um, and a couple other ones, a shot prop with Pavelski, Atkinson, and Cole McCarr, all to record three plus. That's 575 in the exclusives. And quickly to the NFL, a uh, couple changes in the lines. Browns now two and a half point favorites over the Texans. That was three yesterday. Oh, the Chiefs are now four and a half point favorites. More and more people jumping on the Chiefs when they realize what the weather forecast is for the game on Saturday. I, I, I'm not looking forward to... Well, I am looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to wearing six layers of clothing to the game. Um, but I have announced myself active for Arrowhead on Saturday night. Cannot wait for that. So Chiefs minus four and a half right now. Uh, the Bills, nine and a half point favorites against the Steelers. Uh, the line in the Cowboys-Packers game has not moved at all. Seven and a half for the Cowboys. But now all of a sudden, the Lions are three and a half point favorites. And interestingly enough, three isn't listed anymore. It goes from three and a half to one and a half. You don't see that too often. Uh, but even money right now on the Lions to win by four. Uh, and the line that started out as four and a half for the Eagles is down to three. Philly, one and five, I guess, in their last six. Taking on Tampa, Philly three-point road favorites, the Bucks plus three and uh, my, plus 135 on the money line. All right, it's been a great show today. Uh, thanks to Marat for jumping on. Great to see everyone in here. Tons of new folks. Subscribe to the, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, and make sure to hit that thumbs up. We really appreciate it. Help us spread the channel. And if you just found us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. Just put in Winnipeg Sports Talk wherever you get your favorite pods. But we'll finish off the program with this. The Raptors got absolutely hosed last night playing the Lakers. In the fourth quarter, the free throws were 23-2 to for LeBron, the Lakers. And uh, Darko, the head coach of the Raptors, was having none of it. Uh, this is an epic rant and one that needed to be said because his team was not playing on an even playing field last night. Here's Darko. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in, in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all-stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get, get uh, to, the, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete 
crap. Epic rant by uh, Darko Rajakovic. He's still trending on Twitter right now, and uh, people are talking about it around the league. That um, that wasn't right last night, and um, very rarely will you see as a uh, as passionate and justified a rant by a head coach after the game last night. I know we haven't talked a lot of raps lately. We'll probably get into it a lot more when football season is done. Uh, but uh, I love that last night. We wanted to play it for you to finish off WST today. Game day tomorrow. What's left of the Blackhawks? No Connor Bedard, unfortunately, coming to town. Should be a great crowd. And then Saturday against the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, and coming up in the next couple days, we'll work on the schedule. Rucker McGroarty and Chuck Hellebuck. I know you're going to want to check those out. So, uh Book us in 1 p.m. live on YouTube tomorrow and Friday. And, of course, just after we finish the show on the podcast feed. Gang, have a great night. Enjoy another night in first place for the Winnipeg Jets. And we're back at it tomorrow getting ready for the Jets and Chicago Blackhawks to put a bow on sending bones to the All-Star game. We're hitting it tomorrow on WST. Have a great night, and thanks for hanging with us. Oh, my God. Shut it down! Let's go home! Thanks for tuning in to Winnipeg Sports Talk Daily. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed at winnipegsportstalk.com.